Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sportsbet BS hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckons he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it is Julian DeStoop and Josh Jenkins with you this afternoon. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Rod. He's been with the pipe. He hasn't got his focus back on the run home. Uh, but we're on air. Unfortunately, poor Andy Mars' voices let him down. There were signs that was going to happen yesterday, wasn't there, Jake? <laughs> no, I don't think I'll get through this. <laughs> Off the top, old Andy Jakes uh, wasn't going to get through and, and No, I don't think of... I'll get through this. Hello, Yatesy, where are you? We need you, mate. <laughs> Someone else who won't get through this. Captain Sizzle. Yeah. If he doesn't start sorting this opener out and giving me my props, I'm out of here. Yeah, no, that's it. You're and on I'm your, you're on your last me. warning. You're on the last warning. He's too busy focusing on all these cool sound effects yeah. to worry about the the nuts and bolts. Uh, how are you today, JJ? Oh, you, well. haven't, you haven't had the triple or double shift. You've been no, doing everything in the last couple of weeks. A few days off trade, which is good because there's... That's what happens every year, isn't it? Yeah. We hit the skids. We hit the skids. Mm. Uh yeah, with no great surprise. Only one real trade done today. Uh, Joshy Corbett uh, off to the Fremantle Dockers for a future fourth round pick. Yeah. I saw him speak to the media. He's, he's got his Bucks Day tomorrow. Does he? Bucks Day tomorrow. Before ducking down to Warnable. On a weekday. On a Friday, yeah. yeah right. I don't know what he's doing. But uh, uh, then he'll go back to Warnable, then he'll go over to the Dockers. Yeah, right. Oh, he's Andy, from Warnable. Andy Marr's a big fan of Josh Corbett. Is he? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll be hoping it's the next Will Brody or another. Gold Coast, just got a bit of a history of, uh, <laughs> what would you call it? Not riding off a player, but not being able to expose their, or reveal, or, or, or get to the bottom of their uh, talents. Peter Wright. The three, the Will three Brody. considerable Jared Lyons. Jared Lyons, yeah. Uh, every team's probably got a few, haven't they? Where they the player was uh, not necessarily able to to to. to perform to their best or to, to find a role in the team. And uh, the Dockers will be hoping that Corbett's the next one. He's a bit of an in-betweener mm. size-wise. So uh, not sure where he fits in. Maybe a third tall and Daniel McStay type, mm-hmm. if, you, uh, if you will. Yep. So uh, probably going. Josh Dunkley's interesting. Uh, a bit of a stalemate Ooh. there. Some pick swaps yesterday from Brisbane helps them with their uh, yeah, getting their father's sons, but it doesn't really help what the Bulldogs uh, want to get through the door. So that's uh, interesting. Of course, it's a trade out for Ace Gutters Australian made built to last. And Roto Flex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Proud partner, of course, of the run home. You can jump on the open line thanks to Chemist Warehouse, INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today. Available from Chemist Warehouse. And our caller of the day will Winner CB Co. Brewing uh, Pack Brewing Beer for Australian Taste since 2004. Just before we get to Johnny and Blackbird, we we do exaggerate some things at this time of the year, don't we? There's two things that have well, been highly exaggerated in this trade period. What's that? Equalisation. Yes. And how there's not it's it's dead. Dead. That's right. not dead. We've got a pretty even competition, don't we? 
Uh, in the last decade, yeah. suggest we've got a pretty even competition. Well, I mean, we're chasing. Are we? We're what, chasing a ghost, aren't we? Yeah, trying to go after like. Man, he's saying, well, this team hasn't won it for however many years, and this team won three in five years. That's just sport. That's every sport. That's a, give us How a call. Cle- do you think your team can win a flag in the next couple of years? How or, the Cleveland or do you think Browns you- going? What's that? Yeah, the Cleveland Browns going. Every sport's got them. Their last title. Yeah. Long just time ago. Yeah, the Knicks, bit- the Knickerbockers. Happens. Not, 1970 for the Knickerbockers. Uh, it's just the way it goes. Well, since 2010. So 13 seasons, right? We've had eight different premiers. And then four other teams. Fremantle, St Kilda, the Giants and Adelaide have played in grand finals. Yep. North Melbourne, Brisbane and Port Adelaide. Uh, North, two prelims. Brisbane, two prelims. Port, three prelims. That only leaves Carlton, Essendon and the Gold Coast that haven't played in a preliminary final at worst since 2010. So, so That's pretty good. That's let me pretty get this equal. straight. We want predictable unpredictability. Is that right? Is that what we're looking for with... The idea, ideology of uh, equalisation. We want predictable, unpredictable. That's right. Are we just happy with the way it is? I'm pretty happy with I'm pretty the way happy it is. pretty happy with the way it is. And then, I mean, let's go off the back of what Kane said today. He, he reckons there's only about nine teams that go into next year that can win the flag. So half the competition have got no chance. I don't well, agree. A, that's probably not true. And B, well, it's better than two. How many, how many have got a chance to win the EPL every year? Uh, at the moment, about three. Right. Mm. Is that still popular? Very popular. Right. So look at this the last few years. This year, Collingwood, 17th the year before to third. Yes. Melbourne the year before, 2021, 9th to first. 2020, Port, 10th to third. 2019, Brisbane, 15th to second. 2018, Collingwood, 13th to second. 2017, Richmond, 13th to first. So no every more. year, someone bobs up from right down the bottom most of the time to finish top four. And, and so like, how can you be putting a line through many teams right now? That's right. And likewise, someone typically falls off the perch. It happens often, every year. Often, the, uh, often a team who loses a grand final, it's happened more than once or mm-hmm. twice over the past decade. So, um, oh, yeah, we, we get a little, we're getting a little carried away with equalisation and and what we what we ideally want to happen it's, it's no issue with no issue with any of that yeah and we, did o- a good, we we just we just got done with one of the great seasons of footy what's the problem the problem is it's all started because Geelong has got Jack Bowes and pick 7 that's where people so are getting so one thing yeah that's what that's that's where it's come from one trade which is the first of its kind mm. and the premiers are able to get the deal done when he could have easily have chosen Hawthorne or Essendon mm-hmm. or anyone else. Yep. And we're up in arms. Mm. We like to be outraged. And the other thing is this this talk that people want to extend the minimum draft contract from two years more. That that is that that's actually stupid. But you know what? We don't have we do not have a problem of a mass exodus of players in their first couple of years leaving. That, yeah, that is how often does it happen? There's a very good chance that extending a draftee's contract will make them more likely to break the contract because they know they've got longer. So they're more, they, a young player after their first year who might be having thoughts, I'm not that, I don't love it here, but you know what? I've got one, one more year on my deal. I might, I'm, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it out. I'll see how I go. It might work for me. The manager might say, look, just give it one more yeah, year. And then I am out of contract and then I'm free to move. But if I've got three more years, I'm gone now. I'm not getting through three years. 
I actually think it would make players less likely, uh, sorry, more likely to break contract, knowing that they might have two or three years to go on that first That's up right. contract. I don't want to be here for another Versus three years. Versus being one year in and knowing you've got one to go and then you are available to move because you're out of contract. So I think it would have the rev- reverse effect. Yep, that makes no sense. I've heard people ringing up today say, oh, it should be four-year minimum. Tied to your club for four years. Things could happen so quickly in a, yeah. in a club's lot. Look what's happened at North Melbourne this year. Silliness. Look what's happened at Essendon. Silliness. That is absolutely silliness. Let's get to the phones. Uh, have you got any thoughts on that? Give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Let's go to Johnny in Blackburn, first of all. G'day, John. Yeah, g'day, JJ and g'day. Jules. How are we? Good, thank you. Good, That's thanks. That's the way. Yeah, just on this, and, you know, I know this, the Horn Francis situation's copped a lot of, you know, uh, com- commentary, but if I were North Melbourne, I would uh, hold this young kid to his two-year deal. Now, if he, it may be cutting off their nose to spite their face, but if he gets the best and fairest in the VFL next year, so be it. And then if he wants to go after the end of next year, trading to the club of his choice, make sure you get a, uh, a, a first-round top-10 draft pick Ask the kitchen sink for him. I mean, I mean, the bottom clubs get the early draft picks for a reason, so they can make them make them competitive. Horn Francis was obviously recruited with hopefully the view of ten plus years and maybe a future captain. So, if North Melbourne take a stand, I reckon in that situation they will get some credibility, right, amongst the other clubs, amongst the managers, and all and these young kids coming through. Stick to your guns. We're not going to roll over and be sort of held to ransom, and it might even send them a message. Right, eh? This is not going. To, we're not going to uh, cop this year and year for the bottom clubs. Stick to your guns, make him stay, and then it might get a message to the whole competition overall to um, stay with the club. I like it, but it seems unlikely. Well, but wouldn't the problem be though, JJ? If, if uh, as Johnny said there, if he he said if you know if. It, if he happens to win the best and fairest in the VFL, so be it. Well, that ain't going to help his trade value if he's not playing much senior footy. No, it, it won't help it, but I don't think it will hurt it either. I, I think it's a situation where everyone would, would be aware he's not happy. They're holding him to his contract. He, his talent won't evaporate. So I don't think it would – yeah, it won't help. It won't make him worth more if he played a year in the VFL. But I, I, I think you'd still, you'd still end up with a nice haul for him this time next year. The, on, yeah, the only thing is, are you duty bound just to get the best possible deal for your club? That's and that's probably the, the reality of it. The, the, the whether he wants to stay or doesn't want to stay, you know, they're they're almost a you put them to the side and you and you think, well, if he doesn't want to be here, then we're probably duty bound to get the best possible result for the club. For the kangaroos. Well, how hard is it to turn someone around when they've decided they don't want to be there? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's happened. It's yeah. happened. It happened with Ryan O'Keefe, for example. He yep. was desperate to get back to Melbourne. For, Tom Papley, more family think, reasons. Tom Papley, Tom Papley he's, well. he's signed for life. Oh, there's heaps. It, but, um, yeah, I, it is one that's – it's a unique one because the club's been a mess this season. So you can see it, it, it does make sense from both sides. It, you know, Jason clearly has – the links to Port Adelaide, I would, I would be, and now I know Adelaide are are all in on Isaac Rankin, but the 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 tough love element or the the business element, I would I would have been if I was the Kangaroos, I would have been trying to deal with Adelaide. Well, they, Adelaide prepared to offer the kitchen sink yes. last year, pick six, 
uh, and two first rounders mm-hmm. they offered up. Yep. So I would have been, I would have said, look, we are we we acknowledge your homesickness, uh, and we understand that you may have links to Port Adelaide, but uh, Alberton and Westlake yeah, are four nah. kilometres apart. Nah. So we're Home going to get the best deal for us. Correct. There's we'll two, send you back to Adelaide where you two, want to live. There's two clubs in that city. Mm. Yeah, and that's something we've spoken about. Players who say they're homesick but are only homesick mm. to get to one place, even though there are eight other clubs in Melbourne or, t- or another club in Perth or another mm. club in Queensland, southeast Queensland. So I think clubs could probably get a little stauncher on that. But the players do have an uh, unequitable inequitable uh, amount of power and leverage. It's just the way it is. And I think they always will. It's probably going to get more so, isn't it? Oh, uh, no, maybe the not. The clubs will push hard for the uh, to remove the consent on trades. Mm. I think they will really push hard. Do you think that'll ever happen? With I, I a, do. With I a do players think, association? Yes. Yeah, I think it will happen. But the there will be a a stipulation in my belief that it will at least start with players who are at the top or, you know, the higher end of the earning capacity with some time left on their contract. I don't think we're yet ready or so it's it won't fair. be carte blanche. There'll be, sort yeah, I don't of, think there'll God, be restrictions around it. Yeah. You can't send a, a 21 no, year old who's just bought their first house. Who's not earning a lot yeah, of money to, to Perth or to Brisbane. Mm. Good call, Johnny. Uh, $50 CB Co. Brewing voucher for you at their Port Melbourne Brewery coming your way. Let's get a Dan in Rye. G'day, Dan. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, 30-odd years ago, there were 12 clubs in the competition. There's now um, eight, or sorry, 18, and there's going to be 20. Sorry, yes. Um, What you've got is a dilution of the currency of hope among supporters because the more teams that are in it, the less likely you are each year to figure in the finals and play for a premiership. So the, the only real lever, that the genuine lever that the AFL can pull to address that balance and give teams a quicker rate of pace up the ladder is to change the draft rules so that, in my opinion, the, the top 20 picks each year, which the elite cream of the crop, should go to the clubs that haven't made finals. So if you're in the top eight, you're excluded from the draft until pick 19 or whenever um, the eighth club comes in. If you finish on the bottom, you get pick one and 11. If you finish second bottom, you get pick two and 12 and so on up to pick 20. Because these days, if you finish on the bottom, um, you might get one crack at the cherry and you might get a hit or miss uh, at the pointy end of the draft. You've got to give clubs a bit of, uh, more of a lick of the ice cream each year who don't make the finals, and then you'll see the system change. Well, my counter-argument to that would be, Dan, that, so under that system last year, Collingwood would have got picked 2 and 12 because mm. they had one off year. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Will you, will you see teams clamouring to, to, to get involved in, the, uh, in those picks and having those picks? Would, would it become, would it become uh, more lucrative to get involved in those two – Top two picks versus finish eighth. That's, well, we know what's happened there before. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, I come from, and and you clearly do too, that there's not an issue. There's not a there's not a big issue with equalisation at all. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Thanks for your call, Dan, uh, Reese, John, and Mark. Hang on, we'll get to you on the other side of the break. You're with the run home. Thanks to Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it, and Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Welcome back to the show, Julian Destoop and Josh Jenkins with you. Andy, just struggling with a bit of a frog in the throat. I'm mm. getting sick on Twitter today, JJ. People reminded me it's 32 years since Collingwood won the flag in 1990. 
Is it really? It is. And the old, the good, the old, the age-old joke about the nineteen ninety grand final: who kicked five goals in the nineteen ninety grand final? Who? Essendon. Oh, see, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was one. What? How am I supposed to know that? I don't know. I just thought you might have heard it around didn't the traps. Watch the game. <laughs> Wish I didn't either. Hey, sports update for Sustainable Office Solutions. Why buy new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Bit of our shield cricket on today, JJ. I was excited because Will Pekoski is playing for the Vicks, unfortunately, out for a duck. Was he? Out for a duck. The Vicks were in all sorts of trouble. They're stabilised a little bit. 520 in their first innings against South Australia over there in Adelaide. First day of the opening Shield match of the season. Marcus Harris uh, doing a great job. 74 not out. Will Sutherland, oh. 13 not out. Uh, Jordan Buckingham have two for 28 for the Redbacks. And uh, nice. Tim Payne. Are we covering that? What do you mean are we covering it? The Shield. Do we're we have to co- be... We're covering it now. Oh. No, I meant like, you know, ball by ball. Oh, I don't think so. That's all right. I don't think so. Do we have to be supportive of it? You can just say whatever you like. It's a free country. Seriously. <laughs> What's wrong with Shield Cricket? Oh, please. No, I, mate, there was 60 people at the at the T20 International last night. How many people are going to the Shield Cricket? Well, how many people go to the Snaffle? Yes, Thousands, NFL. mate. Thousands. And that if that was... <laughs> If there was an attempt to offend me with the sandful, no, I would be sadly I, mistaken. I was just thinking South Australia and throwing something up. I'm well, not South Australian. No, we were talking about the game was in South Australia, so I was just talking about something oh, that might happen. Was that sheer game in South Australia? That's correct. Right. That's correct. Oh, well, they would have got a huge crowd. 100, 120. Are headphones working? <laughs> Your ears painted on. Shield and I just. Uh, Tim Payne made six, by the way, in his first game uh, for a couple of years. I know there's some people out there that do care, unlike uh, the me. co-host here. Let's go to Reese in Altona as we jump back on the open line. G'day, Reese. Thanks for holding on. G'day, boys. How are we? Good, thank you. Um, I, yeah, I was just calling to say um, I can't agree with you, boys, more when it comes to um, not needing to change the contract. Like you look at my team, Brisbane. Um, we went from in our uh, twenty. 2018, finishing 15th on the ladder and just through developing a few good trades in the free agency period all the way up to second on the ladder. And I see us contending again next year as well on top of that. I just feel like if teams develop properly and get the right free agency period, there's no need for longer contracts on the rookies as long as the environment's appropriate to succeeding. Thank you. That is the uh, correct answer because Brisbane had their period where the club was a bit of a mess and all the young guns or a lot of the young guns wanted to leave and did leave. And then uh, they they get stable mm-hmm. and they start, the youngsters start to see some, some green shoots and Brisbane get clever and they start thinking outside the box. So, oh, geez, we're losing some, some of these Melburnians. Mm-hmm. We're losing a couple of players back to Perth. Yeah, Elliot Yo went back so to Perth. Let's go yep. and get a couple of best friends who... Who are mm-hmm. um, who we can justify taking with the high pick because they've got the talent, but a couple of very good friends from country Victoria, so they're not necessarily going to want to move back to Horsham or Warrantonville or Swan Hill or Echuca, no footy clubs there or AFL clubs. Rise have needed back to Geelong. So, so, so why not? Yeah, That's the and way Barry. to be yep. able to to turn it around mm. to to do, to build the environment first and foremost. And then you won't have the guys or the young guys walk out. Well, you go back to Geelong. In 1999, Lee Colbert, the captain, walked out of Geelong. Mm. Geelong was not a very Geelong their... was not a very attractive place to live. Yeah. The team was struggling. They got in Frank Costa. They got in Brian Cook. They got in Bomber Thompson. Like Brisbane, they got in Greg Swan. They got yeah. in David Noble. They got yeah. Chris Fagan. Yeah. 
Got to get the right people. That's right. Port Adelaide's the same. Yes, that's right. I remember when Ollie Wines got drafted, he, he, he was like Tanner Bruin. Yep. He could not have been more disappointed to be picked up by Port. Yep. They had tarps on the seats. No one was turning up. Yes. They weren't winning. Yep. You can change it. You can. You and can. that needs to be your focus. And I think that is the focus of most clubs, not 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 complaining or asking for longer contracts for draftees and all those type of things. That's because uh, you're not hearing you're not hearing the other clubs, the, the clubs who are doing well at the moment, ask for longer contracts for for draftees because their draftees aren't really looking to get out because they're in a stable environment and a stable club that's well run and is enjoyable. And every sport in the world, I mean, you follow the American sports far closer than me, but there's going to be. No matter, even no matter how good the team is sometimes, there's certain locations that players aren't desperate to go and play for. Hmm. Like, I don't think many players are desperate to play in Detroit. No. Or desperate to play in Oklahoma. Nope. Well, they all and, left Oklahoma City. Mm. Uh, well, but we can't do, what can we do about that? It just is what it is. And like, you can't say if you, get, if you get drafted to the Giants, you, get, you have to be there for the four years. No, but you, you go anywhere else, no. you get two. No, you can't say that. Even Oklahoma City. They had they drafted well and they had their run. They got to an NBA finals. It didn't work, and then the guys left. Take GWS, came in as an expansion team, uh, drafted talented kids, made a grand final, made a prelim final. It didn't work. Didn't quite get there, and now they're you know coming down the other side of that and having to evolve and 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 regroup. So everyone everyone has their run. Everyone has their their period in the sunshine, and everyone has their period where they need to take stock and, and, and improve their squad. Let's go to Owen in Moe. G'day, Owen. G'day, boys. Um, just a query, mate. Why wouldn't this bloke from the Suns that's going to Geelong sack his manager? He's been offered... Well, he's been owed 1.6 for the next two years, right? So his manager has allowed Geelong to spread that over four years. So he's going to play for nothing for two years when he could have, say, no, played for the 1.6 for two, then negotiated another contract and probably played for 2.6 over four years. He's doing himself out of money. Well, well, first and foremost, we don't know that. We don't know that he's not getting... Do we even know that it's a, the term of the contract? Are we aware of the term not, of the contract? No, we're not. Now, there now, is I a suggest general... he's being... I mean, he's being overpaid for what he's worth right now. Yes, he, yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, that's 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 fine. he's not the only one in the in the competition. Uh, but firstly, we don't know the term of the contract, so there, there's some chance he might be going there on a two year contract, which is what he's owed. But even if he is, he probably there was probably because of what you said about him potentially being overpaid. It was probably hard work finding a suitor at that two years, eight hundred, eight hundred and fifty thousand. So to smooth it out, it helps the club. It helps him. It gives him longevity in the game. And if it's a if it's four years, it wouldn't just be the one point six. There'd be a little bit more. It's mm. security in the game. You get longer to establish yourself. You take pressure off yourself. Got the best club in the competition. Couple of extra years uh, to uh, to accrue some uh, some of the uh, pension benefits as well. So was there a recommendation from your mate about Jack? Paddy Dangerfield. Oh, I read that. I mean, seriously, he thinks he he, he genuinely <laughs> thinks he runs the whole club. He does. Well, how does he know Jack? Well, Bo? Do... Does he know Jack? I don't know. Does he? I don't know. Where's Jack Bowes from? I don't think he's from Mogs Creek. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the only people he knows. 
now I Maybe did he's played against I mean, him and he seriously. thinks he rates him. He would have. He, he's 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 piggybacked at the end, and now he's been able to insert his name in there because he's got a little link to Channel Seven. That's what it's happened. <laughs> hey, thanks for your call, Owen. A Signet Boost Power Bank valued at fifty nine ninety five coming your way. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered twenty four seven. Let's get uh, to the newsroom. Of course, this is the Trady Hour. Uh, all thanks to Ace Gutters Australian made built to last and also Rotoflex by Blundstone Stability meets the Freedom to Move, a proud partner of the run home. The Daily Headline. Thanks to Deliverit. Restaurants and takeaway shops, get your delivery service moving with Deliverit and DoorDash Drive. Find out more at deliverit.com.au. Obviously, I'm not going to go into the specific details of, of the trade, etc., but... You know, our, our list manager, Dom, and Sam Power have had a, a couple of good discussions already, and uh, we feel like we're on track to, to get the deal done at some stage. So, you know, um, out of respect for the dogs, obviously can't go into what that looks like at the minute, but, you know, we're working towards that getting done, and, and hopefully it'll all be uh, ticked off in the next few days or so. Well, what chance that will happen, that Josh Dunkley walks to the preseason draft? Uh, this gets threatened yeah, every year. It does. It's happened a couple of times. Jack Martin. Lot. Yeah. And way back in the early 2000s, Nick Stevens, yes, wanted to get to Collingwood. Um, Port refused to deal with Collingwood because they were a rival in the top four and he walked to Carlton. You'd have to imagine there's some chance because from Brisbane's point of view, they are really they, they are seemingly hamstrung with the points and the picks mm. that they need to. Now, there was a deal. Yep. Tom Berry deal was a little... Yeah. So Did they all, the, uh, all out of yesterday. The they optics. got nine hundred more points. Yeah, for Jasper Fletcher and also Will Ashcroft. Mm. But the dogs want two first round picks. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. Be, yeah, do you think that's fair for Josh Dunkley? Uh yeah, yeah. It's if close. Toronto's twelve and nineteen, yeah, who's yeah. a better player? Uh I don't know. Mm. I could you could probably couldn't split them mm. to be honest. So well, there you go. Right. Tw- twelve. And 19. So, you know, Dunkley's got to be worth, you know, close to that. So, uh, yeah, that, I think this is one, maybe it does go down to the wire or go further than that to the preseason draft. I, I wonder whether the dogs also have a view that, well, he wanted to leave last year and we were able to mm-hmm. keep him and he played career best footy. So they probably thinking well we can we can do that again in a sense we can we know how professional he is and he'll get on with it and he does have good relationships with the dogs so uh there's a there's there's perhaps an element that the dogs are saying well if we can't get what we want we'll just bring him back and he can play again like he did last year mm. yeah so two years ago I wanted to get to the bombers and then, two years ago yeah two years it? ago Sorry. time goes fast but he's had two good years the best and fairest uh this you want to ask a question about Asaba Radigalea so he wants to get to Port Adelaide Yes, I saw that uh, news come out. And if he does, I would imagine that is to go and play in defence. Because if you look at Port Adelaide, they've got Alir Alir. Mm. They're very short in terms of their key positions. Trent McKenzie's undersized. Cleary's undersized. Jonas is undersized. They are undersized, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Alir's got Alir's got the genuine size, but he prefers to play mm. as an inter- interceptor. And, he's, and to be honest, he's very good at it. So... Uh, yeah, it would make sense. He looked really good, Asava, in the in the latter part of the year. I think it was just a bit of a circuit breaker as much as anything. It can be 
it can be it can be hard work, uh, you know, running around the forward line and not not seeing much of the ball, not hitting the scoreboard as much as you'd like. And and I think clearly, you know, when you've got Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron in the side, probably don't see a lot of opportunity. So uh, he went back just to free himself up and have a look at the game from a different point of view. And he looked really, really good and got a game in the AFL team playing down back. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think that's yeah, it's a good move for him because I know the Cats are keen to keep him and I know that Chris Scott loves him. But uh, he's probably thinking about where he can play the most footy. So it got me thinking, and uh, give us a buzz on the open line. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, INC Sports Nutrition. Powering tomorrow today, available from Chemist Warehouse. Or send us a text on the 40 Winks temper. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. What other players in the competition need a positional change? I heard Matt Rendell say yesterday on Trade Radio, he believes he'd like to see, given what his brother's done at Geelong, Carlton try Tom DeConing in defence. Because they're a little undersized there. Mm-hmm. So is there anyone anyone else that comes immediately to mind? Think if this guy's going to not Tukoni's a bit different. It's not to revive his career. He's a good young player on the way up. Oh but, yeah, he's going. So to be it could be that ruck. he's going to be a very good ruck. Maybe that well. suits your team or a player you think to get, to a bit like a radical leader to yep. get going. Yeah. What, well, the one change that, position. The one that jumps out to me, and you'd have to do it at a different club, is Sam Wiedemann. Mm. I think he would uh, he would have the potential to be a really good aerial intercepting defender. Uh, he, he's got a nice kicking technique. So you'd imagine the field kicking element should be okay. Uh, so he's one, but it's it's hard for him to do it at the club, at his current club, because they've got May, they've got Lever, and they've got Harrison Petty. Mm. So he's fourth in line there. Uh, yeah, so he's one that jumps out um, at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. There'll be, there'll be others. Yep. Uh, so for me, I'll go with Essendon, Andy McGrath. He's a defender. I don't think Andy McGrath's yeah, a midfielder. Yeah. He, can, he can do a job. He can, he can actually play on someone and, and take them out of the game. And he's, for some reason, he seems to kick the ball better when he's in defense. Maybe there's a bit less pressure. Mm. He just seems to bomb the ball a bit around the midfield. Just grab it and kick it. Yeah, well, I guess there's that, there's that uh, perception that you are under more pressure around the ball, more bodies around you. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, conversation uh, around stoppage is – Let's just take what, uh, let's just take as much ground as we can get. Therefore, you know, just kick it, just boot it. Whereas when you're in defence, you do have to take a bit more care. So yeah, he's one that, yeah, he's one that probably looks better as a as a back than a than a mid. So give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Now Jack Bowes, where do you think Jack Bowes is from? Oh, Anglesey. Bit further north. Shepparton. Pit further north. Come from Maui. Not Maui, a lot further north. He's from Cairns. Is he? And he went through the Gold Coast Academy. Far north so Queensland. Where, what's Patrick Dangerfield's relationship? Cairns Cobra. Well, they, uh, was he fishing up in Cairns one day and just stumbled across yeah, well, him, was he? Maybe. 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 Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah, as I said, Pat's a fool. So. <laughs> there you Honestly. go. There you go, Nicky Neck. Jenkins says Dangerfield is a fool. Uh, there's your headline for the day. Let's get another breakaway. We'll take your calls uh, on the other side. We'll also read out some of your temper texts. Give us a buzz. Which player, either for their own good, needs a positional change or for your team, uh, where do you need someone to fill a gap? Give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 A few off the uh, 40 weeks temper, not happy with what I said about the SANFL. No, I they are joking. not. I wasn't, I wasn't talking about the grand finals. I was talking about every day. Go, oh, 
watched the end of the grand final the other day because we did um, Jade Rawlings for This Is Your Sporting Journey. Of course, Coach Norwood to the flag. Mm. 27,500 at the granny in dreadful weather. WA grand final, waffle grand final, 16,000. VFL grand final, 4,000. Was there only 4,000 at the VFL? That's poor. I I think Julian should engage his brain before disparaging the SANFL John from Geelong. I knew Johnny. Tying in cheek, Johnny. Ah, Jules, there's more people at snaffle games than GWS, my friend, says another one. And another one here. Horn Francis' issue is longstanding. Remember Nathan Buckley and Anthony Rocker? So Buckley went to Brisbane, came home after a year. Rocker went to Sydney, came back after a year. Amazing that because it's a Melbourne club, it's getting media. Things to help northern states like Cola and Academies are okay until those sides have some success and then it's frowned upon. You're going back a long time there, yeah. 93 and 96. And so we got Academies. Why did Nathan Buckley left Brisbane for what reason? He's not from, not from he Melbourne. He just wanted to play for Collingwood. Just wanted to play from Collingwood and missed and out on three zo- flags. He was zoned to Brisbane, so he had to go there. Missed out on three flags. He did. So... Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield and Jack Bowes have the same manager. Yeah, which there, I did know. There's there. So, well, why didn't you say that? Well, I didn't engage my brain. <laughs> right. Fair enough, too. Fair enough, too. Not many people defending the Sheffield Shield, too. If you want to just defend, well, defend the Sheffield my, Shield. How could you? Best domestic league in the world. Best. What do you think all these Australian What's players... What's that based on? Quality. Obviously, obviously not spectators. Well, that doesn't matter. What's it? What's Quality that? of cricket. The uh, English county would be no, rated higher than ours. Please, the Shit. pitches they play on are rubbish. Well, how come all our players go over and play a bit of county cricket? Well, because it's in our winter. Or doesn't that work exactly the same back the other way? <laughs> yeah, they've got test matches on. Uh, let's go to David oh. Mernda, who's got a uh, positional chain for us. G'day, Dave. Yeah, g'day, boys. I reckon, uh, maybe, maybe uh, I hope Andy Marr's not listening. I reckon you're doing a pretty good job for a positional change right now, Jules, and staying with you, JJ, all week. Thanks, mate. That's but, very um, nice of you, David. My big one, yeah, uh, my big one is, um, obviously, with St Kilda with Paddy Ryder um, leaving this year, I think a big positional change, if all holds up with uh, the Indrich um, comeback, is Jack Hayes. I think he's almost forgotten now about what his first three rounds he did at the start of the year when Saints were flying. Um, but I think as a, as a ruckman um, to also then come forward to also assist with Max King, I think that could be a great position to change there also just for the Saints. Um, and I'm actually looking forward to um, see what the outcome is after uh, Brenton Lade uh, sort of leaving um, to go to the Bulldogs and what sort of senior assistants are going to sit there and be available for the Saints. Yeah, good question. I mean, they got Jeff Walsh in there to run the footy. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll he, have some minds in, in yeah, well, that names in mind. Yeah, uh, make no mistake about it. He's come in uh, with a genuine agenda. What did you like? Did you like that? Well, the irrelevant what, call. It, well, it's strong, and uh, it puts everyone on notice. So, um, yeah, I didn't mind Ma- what Matthew Lloyd said this morning. He said what? if I was Jack Steele and Brett Ratton, I'd all right, Jeff. What can we do? What can we do? Yeah. Let's let's get this out on the table. Yep. What can we do? Well, I mean, it's just winning, isn't it? Makes you more relevant. Yeah, it does. At a club that yeah. hasn't won one for so long. Yeah, it does. And 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 we've had conversations a little bit about, you know, uh, I guess you know, blockbuster talent or household names or A grade talent, whatever you want to call it. I think there's, you know, we've had conversations about St Kilda perhaps having less than other clubs. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when it comes to relevance and watchability, that wouldn't be a word, but we'll use it. No, I like now. it. Yeah. You know, for, for 
Friday night footy, if the Saints are on, even if they're not playing good footy, you might still have like, – mm. the Giants, if they played on a Friday night, you still want to watch it because Toby Green's playing. I agree. Playing. Yeah, that's a so good point. the Saints probably need a few more of those tops. Now, they're not easy to come no, by. No, they're not easy. No, nah, that's right. Uh, so there's one positional change. Jack Hayes, who was pretty good before he uh, suffered that knee injury. Uh, Mike in Hawthorne's got one for the Hawks. G'day, Mike. Sorry. Oh, hey, guys. Mike in Geelong's going? got one about Hawthorne. I'll <laughs> say that again. That's all right, boys. How are you going? Good, good thank, thank you. you. That's good. Hey, I've just got one um, with uh, Lloyd Meek maybe coming across from Freo to Hawthorne. Can that put Ned Reeves forward uh, as a six-foot sort of nine, ten forward that can actually take a pretty good mark and he's not a bad kick and I'm not sure like he's a great ruckman but you've got to come up with the position for Meek as well so and then you've yeah, yeah just not sure about that one whether it even suits yeah but uh, I think he's a pretty good forward yeah I like his tap work Reese. yeah he's a ruckman mm. moves like a ruckman he does move like a ruckman he spoke about the difference might have been on trade radio actually you're either a forward ruck or a ruck forward. Yeah, there's, there's, there's there a is a big difference. There is a very, very big difference between the two. How many forward rucks are there? Uh, who is the most? Uh, who is the well, Rory Lobbs? Rory probably, Lobbs is probably, probably the ruck. one. Yeah. So Riley Tilthorpe will uh, probably uh, become the number one. He's missed it. He's off today. Riley Tilthorpe was mentioned. Seriously. Riley, thank you. Didn't have the same effect. Goodness me. Uh, so he he will develop. Uh, Joe Danaher might have to do that. He's done it a little bit. Uh, it was the role that I played it pretty much every game. It's only five minutes a quarter, but but you're you're a, you're a forward who plays like a forward, and then you're big enough and can go into the ruck, yep. or you're a ruckman who can just stand forward and stand there for five minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. There is a big difference. Uh, Jack and the Chameleon. There's an interesting name for a caller. Uh, hang on, we'll get to you on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Run Home. Let's get straight to Jack in Mill Park, who's been holding for a while. G'day, Jack. G'day, fellas. How are we going? Good, mate. Yourself? Go well. Not too bad. Just a quick question. And um, Before I give you my positional change, any update on the Grundy trade? No, not today. No, it's gone a little bit uh, quiet. That's going to get done. That's just... That will get That's done. That's just yeah. details. Posturing and, uh, yep, that'll get yep. done. No, nothing today, Jack. Okay, I'm, I'm, my position will change. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Melbourne's last game in the finals. Um, Harrison Petty yes. down the line. In the last five minutes, you know, he was free score involvement. So I'm reckoning if Wiedemann stays, maybe Wiedemann to the back line and Petty to like uh, Tom McDonald. We'll like talk it. about that after the news why that is. looks easy. Really works. Okay, lovely. Got an interesting trade update afterwards in terms of the Jacob Hopper deal to GWS. <laughs> Hang on. So you're pumping up your own work because you're open to work. Goodness me. Man does job properly. There's a headline. Uh, welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop and Josh Jenkins with you. Second hour of the show. We're an open book today. Just anything you want to talk yeah. about. First hour, we've been talking about this exaggeration of the lack of equalisation. We've been talking about this. We don't need to extend the, the minimum first contract for a draftee. Nah. It's not exactly nah. a, a massive problem in the AFL. And positional changes. What, off the back of a sub, Radaglia wants to go to Port Adelaide. We can we think that would be as a defender. Which player needs a positional change to restart their career? Or which, uh, at, for your club, is there a player we had the last call, Harrison Petty, swing him forward, see how he goes. Oh, i tell you one who I just was reading. Uh, he might be on the move again. So Adam Tomlinson was the winger. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. they brought in as a big winger who could run all day, went to uh, defence and played incredibly well. I mean, he. Pro- I would think he would have been a part of the premiership had he not torn his ACL. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Petty came in and took his job yeah, and did right. a good job. That's right. Um, so he's one who, who changed positions. He played on the wing for the Giants. He did it, you know, he did it well. Uh, but when he went to, to, to be an undersized-ish key back, he, uh, he did a very good job. So he's one that's done it successfully mm-hmm. and might be on the move again from... Uh, yeah, I think he's looking He's me. looking for opportunity. I'll ask you about what you were saying about Harrison Petty in a minute, but uh, Muhammad from Newport has jumped on the open line. G'day, Muhammad. I think you've got a positional change for the Pies. Yeah, the next Coleman medalist, Darcy Moore. Well, you got you got Charlie Dean playing next year, Will Kelly, mm-hmm. and uh, Jeremy Howell, and you can put Majek back there. Darcy Moore will be like... X-Factor. Didn't we try? Oh. Didn't Darcy Moore start his career as a forward, Muhammad? And hasn't he proven since he's far more effective as a defender? Yeah, but now he can read the play and as a gun. And a flies coach, you're not Bucks. There's a big difference, yeah. Oh. Shout out to Bucks. The way they put the the way they put the ball in the forward line, you know what I mean? Yes. Against Bucks, you know? Yes. Now, yeah. You know when you, when you go quick down in the centre, can you imagine Darcy Moore going across rather than go, you know uh, Bucks used to go through the boundary line? Now we go, you know, quicker. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me, Buck? Is it robbing me, Peter to pay Paul? Let me just uh, explain why most of the time I don't have figures on it, Julian. So don't. I didn't look at you. What are you? I didn't ask uh, you for figures. Don't uh, don't give me one or two examples. Largely, <laughs> defenders who are swung forward, swingmen, to impact the game late or when things are going poorly, don't. Uh, work out long-term as forwards. Mm-hmm. There are numerous reasons why they look good at a, at a pinch. Adam Hunter. The opposition, not even, I'm thinking Darcy Moore thrown forward. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, remember Jack Zebel was playing fullback and then went to full forward one game this year. And kick kicked five. Six or five. Against Sydney. So mm. I'm thinking about Petty going forward and having, I'm thinking about Gibkiss yeah. late in the season mm-hmm. going. The reason Jack why Henry. Jack Henry why, A, you may think you fall into the trap, oh, play him forward. He'd be able to play forward. When they go forward in a game like that, they haven't been planned for. They haven't been assigned a tall defender. So typically you go down, Petty goes down, Brown still gets the number one, Fritch has still got the number two. So Petty comes down and there's no matchup for him for a start. And and as I said, there's no planning gone into to. To, to playing on Petty. And then the next week, if Petty plays forward and the opposition's planned for him, it's a different kettle of fish. And it's far more difficult to be impactful. So often it, it, it can sound and seem good to throw a defender forward. Oh, Darcy Moore will have a great impact and kick a lot of goals. It's a different story more often than not when everyone is planning for Darcy Moore to yeah. be forward. Yeah. And, it's and, on a shock tactic. No, that's right. And that's, that's often the only reason it works is because it is a shock tactic. I agree with that. And they're not going to move Darcy Moore forward now. This no, stage they're not. But, he's he's but a far do, better defender. We hear it a lot. You know, oh, you know, Petty looked good. Gibkiss mm. looked good. Jack Henry looked good. Well, there's a reason they look good. It's because teams just aren't expecting it. And then, you know, once there's a bit of uh, vision of them and how they move and their patterns and all those type of things, it, it is often, not always, it is often a, 
a different kettle of fish. Uh, a couple off the 40 wings temper. This is a good one. Richard from Millenden. Josh, wash your mouth out. A day at Sheffield Shield game is far better than an afternoon of hit and giggle 2020. I didn't, did I? I can't remember. I said there was 80 people at the 2020, T20 or whatever they call it. Uh, Rowan Marshall is a great... You can leave me out of the whole sport, to be honest. <laughs> Rowan Marshall is a great Ford ruck, ruck Ford. Lloyd Meek would be more suited to St Kilda. Both Marshall and Hayes more competent big Fords to compliment King, says Alan. Cheers, boys. I reckon Nick Cox needs a positional change. Yeah, that's not, not a wingman, bad. but I'm not really sure what position suits him. Can he intercept? Can he be an intercepting? I think that would be where I would be trying him first. He's got the foot skills. Yep. So Good can on both he, feet. Can he be an intercepting defender? Wing... You have, to, you have to have a damn good tank to be a wingman now. Which I believe he has. But yeah, but he's only a second-year player. The, the, the other been... element to – I don't know – he doesn't look to me like he's got – so he can cover the ground, but at what tempo? He mm. looks like he, he covers the ground slowly. He covers a lot of ground, but yeah. slowly. If you think of uh, Ed Langdon, Isaac Smith, yeah, that's they right. cover the ground quick. That's right. High intensity running. Yeah, mm. Daniel Rioli. Those they get they mm-hmm. get from A to B quickly. So maybe he could he could be he's big enough to jump up and you know jump in front of packs and take intercept marks. Not necessarily you know jump into packs. Yep. No, it's gonna be interesting that one. Hawks. Uh, this might be from A Rod. Emerson Jecker dominates VFL playing forward. Struggled at AFL level forward. Looked good as a defender in a couple of games late in the year. So one I was thinking of too when we're talking about. Uh, players going from back to forward. Uh, Jake Carlisle went forward with good effect at the Dons in the past, but long-term it didn't work. He had two games. He kicked eight and four back-to-back. Just dominated centre forward. Jake Carlisle. He did, yes. Yeah, Yeah. Eight against the Dogs, four against the Magpies. I think he took about 16 marks that day. But uh, long-term, it didn't work, like you were saying. Uh, Let's go to Peter. I'm sure he's having a lovely day in Doreen. G'day, Pete. Uh, Boys, how are you? Good, mate. Um, Good. I agree with you uh, in regards to Andy McGrath, a Bombers man, and we're not going too well at the moment in the draft. But anyway, McGrath definitely has to play from the half-back line or even the back pocket because he's a defender and I think played most of his junior footy as a defender. But the other question i got too is all these guys that are on long-term contracts, like Mackay, Kernow, even Bowes now, like Bowes has probably been offered two million over the next four years, 500. When the new agreement comes into place in 25, do these guys' wages automatically go up or the club's being smart and thinking, let's lock them in long-term when the new uh, media... uh, media like Enterprise Agreement comes in 2025, we've locked them in that whatever they've got, players' wages are going to go up. So I'd be only signing players for the next two years, to be honest, if I was a player. I would only sign a contract for two because obviously you're going to get more money in 2025. It's It's got to flow on. Yes, it's a good call, Peter. Uh, I recall I haggled, we were haggling over TPP. So TPP increases is you know, the term. Yeah, new CBAs getting... Uh, so you haggle over the... Well, I, you know, you say as a player, well, I want the percentage increase. If the cap goes up 10%, I want the 10% increase. Now, a lot of clubs push hard back against that mm. so they can, you know, stockpile money and, yep. and and attract someone else. So you do have... Some clubs will say, no, we've factored it in. That's the offer. We've factored in the 10%. Others will say, this is just what we think you're worth. And 
Some will also say, yeah, okay, here's your 500, and then if it goes up 8%, you get 8% on top of that. So it's a, it's a really good call. And you will see players sign short-term deals either to line themselves up with unrestricted yep. or restricted free agency or also probably less cases, but some to line themselves up with the, with the CBA because it, it will go up and, and players will be able to sign for, for, for more money. And, and that's why we've said Dan McStay's deal, whilst to you and I and yeah. everyone, most people listening, five years at 650, that's a lot of money. But in the AFL, it's actually becoming not that. No, it's not. It's not a, it's not a mammoth contract a, like it, it's not it was. not star player's value. No, it was, it's not mammoth money and a mammoth contract like it was five or ten years ago because the cap's gone up incredibly. Good call, Pete. You want a $50 Brick Lane Brewing yeah. voucher. Brick Lane yeah, Brewing, where like lovers it. and makers of great beer come together. Join the community today. Let's go to Jim in Doncaster. He might have a swingman for us. Go, Jim. Yeah, good day, guys. Uh, great to hear some intelligent footy talk. Uh, just uh, following the cap. Oh, thank you. Um, is thank that you. a shot at Andy? Or... I was going to say, is that a shot at Andy or some other programs? I'm not sure where that's uh, no, coming no, from. No, no, no. Not a, not a shot at Andy at all. Just uh, a place for you guys. Oh, um, thank you, Jim. Look, I've got a couple of... A couple of points. I want to ask a question, and uh, and I look. I'm a Richmond fan, and uh, what you're saying, Josh, is 100% correct. We tried that with Noah Bolter this year, and it really didn't work. You know, as a matter of fact, probably disrupted the club a little bit. When he went back, we probably played a lot better, and uh, and then came with a rush at the end of the year. But uh, I tell you, who the interesting one is. I think uh, the Bulldogs with Aaron Norton and now getting Liam Jones, who are both. Liam Jones is a genuine swingman. He, I mean, he played a lot of forward. He knows forward craft. And he's obviously been a very good intercept defender as well at Carlton. And I think they've got a massive plus there because I think Norton could probably play back. And you can almost, on a, on a whim, switch them up and, and really leave the other team without matchups. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and really throw their game out. I think they've got a, a really big weapon there. Um, uh, the Bulldogs, what do you think about that, guys? Uh, I'm, I, they do look like they're building a bit of a group of, players or tall players mm. who can be versatile. They, they include, let's say, Lobb gets mm-hmm. to the dogs. Lobb, English, Norton, and Darcy. Yep. And Eugle Hagen's going to be versatile, but in a different sense. Yep. And he might be able to roam. Mm-hmm. They they do have, you know, you might be able to switch Norton and Darcy. That's what I was going to say. Like I don't think you can I don't think you can make a rational argument for Norton to be a permanent defender. No. But if no. A, if a, oh, if, a, if a big monster's getting off the chain a bit you can throw yeah. him back there now because it was sort of Norton or bust in that forward line until Jamara well, came on in the are second half. They Liam Jones now, mm. who will be tasked with taking those guys. Alex Keith is still there. Mm. He's not that big, though, Alex Keith, is he? He's bigger than you think. Mm. Yeah, he's 195. Okay. Uh, he's probably low 90s, though, mm. whereas Liam Jones is not. Oh, I think Liam Jones would be shorter than Alex Keith. Don't go to the website because that means nothing, mate. Oh, oh, so th- so th- do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> The, now, this shouldn't be a secret, but I'll let you in on a secret. Ooh, some years some, some years when you fill out your height and weight, you don't get measured. They just give you a piece of paper. How tall are you and how heavy are you? Some some years, now this is foolish, some years I'd write 201 and 110. So then, because on the magnets, when you put the opposition up, it's got their height and weight. Yeah, If it says Jenkins 201, 110, and the opposition might think, well, we can't put such and such. I mean, he's given away 20 kilos. Did they fall for that? Well, I don't know, but, you know, it's worth a shot. And then other Dodgy. years, you put 197 and 97 kilos. So don't give me, don't go on, don't 
don't even waste your time. We've only got so much internet data to burn through and you're wasting it. Well, I, do you want the facts or not? No, I don't. I, I, well, no, okay, who do you think's taller? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that Alex Keith would be taller. Well. Having played on them both. You are correct. Alex Keith is 200 centimetres. Six foot seven. He's what? 200. Liam Jones is 198. I beg your pardon. Liam Jones is 98 kilos. How tall is Alex Keith? 200 centimetres. Nah, he... Well, there you go. There I did, he's not that tall. No what are you? Way. He's 195. What are you? Well, I'm about 198, and he's no... He's not taller than you. Nowhere near it. So he's, telling, he's telling porkies. Case in point. 97 kilos. Liam he ain't Jones, 97 kilos 98 either. kilos. Neither of those two would be 98, 97 kilos. So there you go. There you go. So Players like, just write down whatever they want. Mm. Like getting someone to sign your autograph. Uh, Heath and Yarra Glen. G'day, Heath. Hey, boys. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I just want to talk about Jack Silvani. Uh, as a Carlton supporter, I love Carlton. watching him play. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he's, he seems to get switched around a lot, especially this year. He was playing a lot of ruck, a bit of forward and everything. And he, he can't seem to keep a place in the 22. Well, I know your thoughts on maybe switching him into the back line. Because he plays with that sort of heart and that yeah. grit. Yeah, that desperate. Yeah. We sort of, Carlton need, and we sort of need that extra toll. Mm. I know we've got Mitch McGovern, but he's a bit injury prone. And yeah. Not really sure about him in the defense. Mm. Um, I like Silvani as their third so toll forward. I. I think he's yeah. a really good foil for the big boys. I think he's he's he's... Above average for a third tall forward in terms of forward pressure, and that's mm. important. We know what coaches think about that. He's a difficult matchup. Uh, he 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 can do a little bit of everything. He's he's ultra competitive yep. in the ruck. Uh, whether he wants to be in there or not, or who knows? But he does a good job. So I, I I really like him as a foil to the other two big boys because it doesn't seem like he. He's really concerned whether he kicks goals or doesn't kick goals. He's just happy to be a part of the group and the forward group. So I would leave him. He probably doesn't kick it. I don't imagine he'd he'd kick it uh, well enough to be really impactful down back. And he's probably not the aerialist that Mitch McGovern is. So McGovern's the one that, of course, and you're relying on a body that's let him down a fair bit. But he's the one as a third tall defender who can intercept. And he is a, a, a... He's not a he's not as creative by foot as his brother, but he's he's penetrating. So I think if if all's they're all up and going, I think Marchbank plays that role as the, you know, you got McGovern, Weedering, and probably Marchbank. I think they can play all four. Mm. Yeah, I think. So they what about can. so? How does it work next year? Is it is it one of DeConing and Pitnet? Can uh, Harry Mackay can do your four rucking? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I well spoke with you guys all year that I was thinking that. De Koning would eventually and will eventually go past Pitnet. Mm. Uh, but I, I, now, they probably don't need him to go back. Uh, with, a, with a healthy squad, you've got uh, Young, Lewis Young, who proved, about Lewis Young yeah. who proved that he was a very good pickup and a very important pickup. So Young plays on, you know, your higher, higher mm-hmm. tall forward. Wettering plays on your number one tall forward. And you've got Marchbank and McGovern. I don't know that you need to come no, back so. there. No. So you need him to develop as a, you know, as your number one ruckman, and until he does, you probably have to play them both. Yep.
Uh, Tommy, hang on. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. This is the run home. Thanks to Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it. Berwick BMW. Pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. And also thanks to our mother, another major partner, Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Andy Mahus. He can't talk, but he can tweet. Now, I told oh, you he liked, I told you he liked Josh Corbett. Yeah. So this is his tweet. So if you go back to 2020 when it was uh, no footy, there was nothing going on. We're in lockdown. Yep. He and Bob Murphy came up with dice footy. Yes, I've heard. Yes. I knew Scratches Corbett. He calls him Scratches because he's a good mark. DFL form, dice footy league form, oh, would pay seriously. off at some stage. No coincidence he's landed at Frio. Canny stuff from my man, hashtag Bob. He, he's got a, uh, a, a worrying... A worrying uh, love for Bob Murphy. Mm, no, they're very tight. It concerns me. They're very tight. Considering... He loves you the same. They are both... He's learning to love you the same. Considering they are both married men, it, <laughs> it's of some concern to me. Now I feel quite cheeky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little... Yeah, what time is it? 4.26, Rob's... Uh, uh, I've called you Rob twice this week. Oh, right, Rob. Rod, rock and Rob. Mm. 426. Well, I don't and, think uh, Emma and Justine have got too much when, to worry when about. He, when, he, when, he's, when he's just off the game, I'll kind of call him Rob. Rob, okay. Yeah. Rod's is when he's on. When he's Rob's on, when he's, he's off. Rod, and when he's really on, he's Sizzler. Sizzler. Please clap. Like the, <laughs> and now, like the uh, all-you-can-eat restaurant. We've learned today you're not a, you're not a Sheffield Shield man. Are yeah, you, that's are you a Bathurst man? I am a little bit of a Bathurst man. <laughs> I'm not a man man. <laughs> Now, for Castrol Edge, more power, same fuel, Castrol Edge. Unlock the very edge of performance with Castrol Edge. We're just watching some of the highlights on the seven news. So, Will Davison, uh, fastest uh, so far, just first practice session. But, gee, a bit of carnage. A tyre oh, flying yeah. off a car, well, a couple into a wall. It's so wet in New South Wales. Yeah, it's going to be some very interesting weather for the race on the weekend. Yeah, and the race is. Actually, they they might actually not even su- be on. Yeah, they think Sunday is actually going to be right at Bathurst. But okay. Saturday practice might be a bit hairy. Yeah. Now, we don't. You know, we're not. We're not wishing for accidents, no. but it does make for very exciting racing. So I don't mind a little bit of Bathurst action. Yeah. I won't watch. I think it's 161 yeah. laps. So I won't Can't watch, go go to woe. I'll probably watch 20 or 30 laps. Yeah. Nah, it is a good event. Now, let's get to uh, Tom and Werribee, who's been holding on for a bit. G'day, Tom. Thanks for your time. Hello, JJ and Julio. Hi, doing Tom. A fantastic job. Doing a fantastic job without Lovely's voice, Ma. Um, <laughs> I will put that out there first of all. Look, I've got a little bit of bone to pick with you, JJ. Fantastic Ooh. year, mate. You um, well done. Congratulations on the flag in your capacity. Cheers, man. Um, look, I just want you to be conscious that the sport that made your career, my friend, was actually made by cricketers back in the 18, uh, 1850s to keep them from the do. So I think you've got to give them a little bit more credit on that one. Good call, Tom. Um, oh, secondly, I, a little bit off topic to what the boys have been talking about this afternoon, but I would like to get your opinion on the shenanigans that are happening down there at Essendon, at uh, Windy Hill. <sighs> I want to know when it was okay to start mixing sport, uh, sport with religious and political views. I mean, look, Old Thornburn or whatever the fella's name yeah, is. Yeah, Thornburn. As long as he's not, yeah, as long as he's not um, trying to, you know, preach that to the community or the Essendon community, I don't think there really should be much of a problem with it. He's there to help run the football club. He's not there to, you know, do religious sermons or whatever the case may be. I just don't feel comfortable with a bloke losing his job after a day because of his religious views or because of the views of a program that he's in. 
Um, I just sort of wanted to get what sort of get uh, a grasp on what you lads thought about that. Yeah, what do you think, Jules? No, I, I, no, I, I, I disagree. I, yeah. I think I think those the views of that certain church, and I know, uh, you know, people have linked it all back to Christians. Well, not every Christian believes some of those things that that church believes. They're archaic. They're not inclusive, and. He's, the values of that church, which he is on the board, they do not align with the values of the Essen Footy Club and all footy clubs. So you can't be on both. Yeah, so yeah. He, he was and asked. He was asked to make the choice, and the, he chose to stuck with his stick with his church, which is fine. That's okay. But you, yeah, well, that, that, I think that was a key. That's a key point that he that he that he chose the church, and he also didn't. So he didn't denounce. So he didn't. So he said, "I don't necessarily agree with everything," but he also didn't say, "I disagree." No, which is and important. I think he, I think that was, that's important. And the and the other element, and I, I tried to explain this on the day, and I, I I got I think not everyone understood, and it is hard to understand if you haven't been involved in a professional sporting environment. The club, in a professional sense, in a in a, a commercial sense. It doesn't operate to make money. It's important to make money, mm. but it doesn't operate no, right. to make money. It operates to generate money, to put it back into the footy club, to win games and premierships. And it is a different role, I'd imagine, for a CEO. It, it is important that he can be uh, he can be approachable and he can be you know, easy to, 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 to liaise with and engage with for, for people within the club, and, and that just wouldn't have been the case. That just would not have been the case. So uh, from 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 a club point of view and having been involved in a club, you need to be able to approach everyone at the club. Otherwise, that's when you actually have divisions. So from that point of view, I know it's not necessarily how it works in everyone else or most other businesses, but a footy club and a sporting club is different. That's right. And another, another business or another sporting club might decide they're okay with that. Mm. But it's Essendon's right to decide that, no, we actually don't want this at our footy club. Yeah. Yeah, so that's right. It's, yeah. It's, it's not one rule for the one rule for some, one rule for others. In this case, Essendon, I think it's a no-brainer for me. He shouldn't have been hired in the first place. But once that was discovered, and it should have been discovered before he was hired, I think it was a no-brainer. Mm. Uh, thanks for your call. Uh, Tommy, let's go to Stu in Melton. G'day, Stu. G'day, boys. Look. Just a couple of questions on the Josh Dunkley deal. Going by the news we're hearing today, um, Brisbane and the dogs are that far away from each other. What happens, like, Brisbane have approached a player who's, oh, well, he's not out of contract. He's, he's, what do you call it, still has to be given something. But they've got nothing to trade with. How are they allowed to do that? And the second question is, what happens if Dunkley walks? If Dunkley walks, I know he's going to go into the draft, but Brisbane can't afford him because they're not going to get a first-round pick to 2025 because of all their father-son things they've got. It just means that the Bulldogs in Brisbane are both going to be losers on it. Well, that's why I think they'll get a deal done. Yeah, well, that, yeah, and, and, and if history would suggest it, it, they will get it done, and it might take... Might take until after the deadline because you can still put trades in after the deadline, which is interesting in itself. But it might take to the last mm. seconds. But yeah, oh, you'd put your money on them getting the deal done. Stu, Stu, this was always going to be the issue with this one. When we looked at it, as soon as he nominated Brisbane, everyone's like, okay, how are they going to do this? They've got two gun father sons. But don't worry, mixed. Brisbane 
would have been aware of this. Of course. A long, 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 long way off mm. and would have probably gone through every possible scenario imaginable. So they're just, I, I presume, working their way through those scenarios. It's interesting. I've just, I've just seen this quote pop up from uh, David Noble talking about this whole situation. His quote is, if you make a commitment to a player, so Brisbane have made that commitment to Josh Dunkley, you are mm. obligated to get that deal done. Uh, yeah, but you've still got to be able to get mm. it done. And we we see that we see a potential backtracking from Port Adelaide with Jack Graham when Jason Horn Francis became available. That's mm. that is that's the word, isn't it? That, that, yeah, that's I think that's one hundred percent right. Yeah. So mm. yeah, I mean, it's, I, I like what Nobs has said uh, to be noble uh, in all situations, Julian and. Rod, Rod's not listening. Rod's not listening. Seriously, not Rob. No, he's he's off today. He's off. So I liked I liked the former Kangaroos uh, coach uh, when he says he wants to be noble in all those types of situations. <laughs> What's that? There we go. Very oh, good. Very for the good. Love of God. Hey, Stu. Thanks for your call. Uh, double pass oh. for you. Supercross history we made at Marble Stadium at the WSX Australian Grand Prix. Uh, that's on the weekend of October 21-22, which is Cox Plate weekend. So yes. a, big, a big weekend of sport Huge. in Melbourne. Now, let's get uh, to the newsroom, of course. You're listening to the run home thanks to Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it. And Berwick BMW, pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. And a major partner, Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Well, like I said, it's a pretty long process, which is something that wasn't really prepared for, I guess. And it's not something that I ever um, had prepared to do from the start of the year. But as the as the years kind of went on, and a oh, bit of a no-brainer in the end, and... Once I kind of met um, Clarko and went from there, it kind of uh, it gave me a lot of confidence that um, I'd made the right, right choice. So that was Griffin Lowe talking about uh, one of the main reasons he signed for North Melbourne. That mm. is Alistair Clarkson. Wow. Hopefully wow. that works out for him. Yeah. That uh, is an interesting... Mm. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's just got a... Well, he's made a decision with all the relevant information, I guess. And and to be honest, there wouldn't be a lot, would there? No. Because no one, no, no one knows. foresee the outcome of, of, of what's going to happen. So it's a difficult situation for, for a lot of people. Uh, and, and Griffin Logan and a few others who may have committed or recommitted their futures to the Kangaroos based on that. Uh, yeah, I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Yep. Uh, shall we get to our man? Because I've got a, I've got a, uh, just something else to throw into the melting pot right. of trades and drafts. And okay. I've got a quick 40 winks temper for you, though. Hey, JJ, I feel the same way about basketball as you do about cricket. Bro- blokes run up and down a floor for 40 minutes, scoring 90% of the time. The last two minutes of the game takes 20 minutes of real time, and the team of the best show-off wins. Get rid of it. Rob from Cheltenham. How long How was that? Uh, 40 minutes. Right. How long does cricket take? <laughs> a lot longer. Five days. <laughs> well, not if it's 2020. How long does that take? Three, Three hours. hours. Four hours. Mm. Is, that le- is that more or less than 40 minutes? <laughs> less. You're just a matter-of-fact <sighs> man, aren't that's you? That's the case. All right, Andy from Sorelgan's jumped on. Uh, Thursday special from Andy today. Hello, mate. How are you? G'day, Jules. G'day, JJ. G'day, mate. How come we've got you on a Thursday? He likes to talk. Well, I don't know. I was going to say he likes I'll to talk like to you. but you're as well. Yeah. I like to chat to you guys like every day and Friday is my special day and today I do Thursday for a change. Ah, oh, okay. It's up like to you. It. So are you ringing tomorrow as well? 
Uh, funny, I'm coming down to see you guys tomorrow. I'm going to catch, I'm gonna catch up with Andy with a coffee tomorrow. He's in, he's in town. Ah, yeah. there you go. You guys, oh. I don't think you'll be in by that stage because I'm doing early tomorrow, but we're going to catch up. Oh, We've tried to meet for years. Well, footy, we Andy, haven't been able to go to the footy because of COVID. Andy, you'll have your work cut out for you, but make sure uh, Julio buys the coffee. Oh, is that right? Well, of course I will. Yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to catch up with you too, Jojo. If you get three, five, ten minutes, I'd love to see yeah. your face. Yes, I might be around. I might hmm. be. Yeah, we'll right. see how we go. What, what, what do you got for yeah, us today there, got? Andy? What's the uh, question of the day? Okay, my question for this today, and it's say it's tomorrow. Mm. My question this afternoon is: Name you both three of the best of the best trades all time. Oh, I got yeah. Okay, that's an interesting question. I'll give you what. Can I'll give you. I'll give you a couple that are that will win wins. Yeah. Well, Judd and Josh Kennedy. Yep. See Judd. That's right. Chris Maston was in that deal. Two hundred games, Premiership player. Yeah. Uh, now the other one. Going back to the uh, mid-90s, this was a win-win-win-win-win. Darren Jarman went from Hawthorne to Adelaide. Yep. That's a win. Yep. Uh, Sean Wellman and Paul Barnard got to Essendon. Win. Both played in the 2000 Premiership. Paul Salmon went to Hawthorne. Win. That is three clubs winning mm. a trade. I'll give you another one from the early 90s. Sean Denham was traded from Geelong to Essendon. John Barnes went the other way. Of uh, donning the sash going on. Yeah, absolutely. Once it come to mind, uh, uh, what do you got for me? Well, I haven't got any, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm happy to go with yours. Okay, thank you very much. Andy, look forward to catching up with you tomorrow. Let's get another break. I've got a bit, a bit of a trade update, a couple of interesting developments with a couple of the big deals. Uh, Jason Horn, Francis, and also Jacob Hopper. We'll bring that to you. You're gonna th- what were you going to throw up? I've got something to throw up. Excellent. Well, we'll do that uh, after the break. You're listening to The Run Home. Thanks to Robot Building Supplies and Berwick BMW. Fair point from uh, Brent off the 40 Winks temper. Why is Dennis Arnfield always left out of the Judd Kennedy trade discussions? Yeah, it's a fair point. He played, played over 100 games for the Blues. Uh, Dennis Arnfield, a couple other suggestions uh, for some of the best trades. This was a good one for the Hawks. Traded Trent Grove to Frio. Got Luke Hodge, Sam Mitchell, then crowed back and played in the flag in 2008. Yes, yeah, we did the uh, trade very rewind. Aroused. Trade <laughs> Old Hawk talk out the back. <laughs> trade radio. Uh, trade radio. Uh, Wayne Schwoss straight up for Shannon Grant. Very good. Shannon Grant went on to win the Norm Smith Medal, and Wayne Schwoss won a couple of BNFs at yeah. Sydney. Yeah. So and uh, Jack Crisp and pick five, which was Jordan Degoe for Dane Beams. Oh yeah. Well, that's and then the pies, the pies sort of took Dane Beams back. Got him back, which wasn't a great idea. No. But uh, that is okay. A quick um, trade update for Tire Power. Family safety is never up for trade. And trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Interesting, uh, Jacob Hopper. So there was talk today that this deal was getting closer uh, to send him to Richmond. The, the suggestion was the future first, 31, and Ivan Soldo. Mm. But Mitch Cleary reporting on 7 News. Of course, no the news with 7 News. No Wispy today. About to go on a nice break from SEN. What? The what? old Wisp. Excuse me. Only just start, started back. Well, he's, he just had a knee replacement. He had to be, have a bit of time off for that. And he does three days a week. And next year, that's what they're doing. Both of them. Are they? That's right. That was announced this morning. What, who's doing Monday? They don't, they don't know yet. You're going to put your hand up. Ooh. Well, it'll be Bucks. Bucks. I think it'll be Bucks. Nathan JJ and, and Bucks. Nathan and uh, Josh in the mornings. He can host. I thought you wanted to be a host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, if you can do it. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, now, Adam, <laughs> Adam Kingsley, the new Giants coach, of course, yes. has come from Richmond. And Mitch Clear is reporting that he wants Hugo Ralph Smith mm. as part of a trade. Yeah, well, for... that, that's that's often the case, isn't it? Mm. You've seen you've seen them up close and personal, and you know more about them than than we do. So, yeah, that'll be uh, interesting. Is it? Mitch saying it's likely to happen? Or? No, I, I'm not. No, I think the question's just been asked. I'm not sure Richmond will be keen to do Jack that Ross or not. Jack Ross was a name that uh, was put to me, Julian, mm. uh, as someone who had plenty of suitors and might be squeezed out with the uh, incomings of Taranto and Hopper. Uh, and if Graham stays, then Jack Ross was someone who yep. was receiving plenty of interest and and maybe under under contract, but maybe you know might, might seek more opportunity elsewhere. Played some and, good footy towards the t- end. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's a good size, one eighty seven, kicks the ball pretty well. Good runner. So, yeah, I, I, it's not hard to see why he wouldn't have suitors. And the other one, uh, of course, there's been this talk of this three way deal involving Port Adelaide, uh, West Coast, and North Melbourne, which would see Jason Horn Francis get to Port Adelaide, uh, Junior Rioli uh, get to uh, Port Adelaide as well. Yep. Uh, the suggestion, O'Reilly Beveridge has reported today that uh, as part of this, and the talk was that the Eagles would give up pick two and that might get to North Melbourne, is they've asked about Dan Houston. Yes, I saw that. Very you know, good player. You know when he's contracted to? 2027. Yeah, I knew he had a long-term deal. Port Adelaide aren't letting Dan Houston go. No, no. So so West Coast, have just, that's come from nowhere. West Coast have just said, we like him and mm. could we get him? Yep. If we're going to give up a high pick, mm. we want yeah. something pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, can I can I offer up my uh, just? It's not really. So, well, you don't have to ask me. You can just do it. Well, you, no, well, you're the boss. No, I'm not. Uh, should you be able to sell, or is any is there any merit, or should you be able to sell preseason draft picks? How does that, that work? Often go to waste. Yeah, they really. It's a, it's almost a waste of time now. The preseason. So. Draft. Uh, Give me an North Melbourne. What do you mean? North Melbourne. Sell them. North, North Melbourne will have the number one pick in that the preseason correct. draft. That is right. And may very well have no intention at all of using it. Mm-hmm. Potentially. So could they sell it now to Brisbane to perhaps assist in their situation? Maybe get Dunkley or it might help them one way or another. So Brisbane will get what they need, potential to walk Dunkley through to the preseason uh, draft in exchange for other picks or or even or cash or a player. What about cash? What do you mean cash? Why can't you tr- uh, well, sell? You buy it? Yes. I pay cash now. Why not? Well, how do you put a value on it? Oh, it's something's worth what someone else is willing to pay for okay, it. Okay, it couldn't it just be used as just pretend it's not pretend. It's like just a national draft pick. Yeah, you could you trade it for a player. Yeah, because or they trade often, it for a national draft. They go pick. now. It would only be relevant in you know the odd case here or there, but if Brisbane were able to acquire the number one pick in the preseason draft, that might make the dogs a mm. little jumpy. Yeah, definitely. That's mm. not, not a bad idea. Is that mm. your idea? It was. Was it? Yeah. Interesting. Why well, don't you sit here and try and look good? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's done well. He's struggling Maybe with that. just typing. There you go. There you go. Oh, if anyone's got a thought on that, one 736 or send us through... Your text on the 40 wings, temper 0433 Open line always open. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, INC Sports Nutrition. Powering tomorrow today, available from Chemist. 
Warehouse. Uh, yeah, Jack Ross only signed last month. He did, according, but, but uh, that doesn't mean that he couldn't be on the move. No, that's right. Well, Essendon were seriously considering uh, drafting Jack Ross. Were they? In the end, yeah. they went for Irving Mosquito. And you'd be, well, you probably wouldn't be surprised how... In those situations, the clubs always track those players a little bit closer when they've really yeah. had a had a real uh, love for them in the draft, and they track them uh, closely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he was a name that was that was mentioned as a bit of a watch this space. The suitors, yes, he's under contract, but with the you know, Taranto comes in, Hopper comes in. If Graham stays, Cochin plays on. He probably still gets a game for Richmond next year, and he definitely gets one moving forward. But would someone be able to pinch him with the promise of more money, more opportunity? Yep. Uh, I think he's he he's a pretty decent little player. Uh, let's get another break away. Uh, plenty more coming up. A couple of names I want to throw at you that uh, they divide opinion whether they've got enough good senior footy left in them or they're only young. But Paddy Dow and Josh Shackey, get your thoughts on that yeah. after the break. I think it's spin. I don't think Paddy Dow's an AFL player. I'm, I'm calling that one out. Five seasons into his AFL career, I know he's a high draft pick. If you cannot get a game and you're only playing four games in your fifth season of football and they really struggle to find a home for you wherever that is in the midfield, I don't think he's good enough. So I think that's spin. Gee. What do you think? Gee. Uh... Good Swan Hill boy, so mm. I mean, like when he, was, when to, he uh, says those figures, slap anyone around is it? When he says those figures, well, he's got uh, an argument. They are. He's trying to break into one of the premier midfields in the competition as well. Let's, mm. You've got to factor that in. Mm. So, Cripps, Chera, Hewitt, Kennedy, uh, anyone else? O'Brien and uh, and Fisher. Yep. parts in that midfield. It's a it's a deep. Hewitt. You say Hewitt? Yeah, I, yep. I think so. Yeah, it's a deep and potent midfield. So, uh, yeah, twenty games, nineteen games, three games, seventeen games, four games this year. Yeah, well, no doubt he he is at a point in his career where uh, it is becoming make or break. Now, as a former, again, as a former high draft pick. Clubs who will have tracked him and loved him and hoped that they will, there'll be clubs who were disappointed they didn't get him at four or five or six or seven. Those clubs will probably think we could bring him into our club and surely he's on an AFL list next year, even next as a rookie. Next year, he's contracted. Yes, yes. No, I'll take that back. Surely the year there after? would be clubs chasing him and would be prepared to put him on a list next year. I would year. imagine so. I would imagine so. Now, uh. I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time uh, querying why he doesn't get more games. Other than he's in a very strong mm. midfield, he's not a great user. That hurts him. No, he needs to improve mm. that area of his game, and I'd imagine he probably needs to improve his uh, endurance. But he is a burst player. He's a, a dynamic runaway from stoppage type player. He 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 started to really amass big numbers in the VFL in the in the latter part of the season. So the longer the VFL season went, the better he got. But he'd get a game in he'd get a game for for plenty of other clubs in the What about Josh Shackey? Uh, VFL form was pretty good, second half of the year. Yeah. Um yeah, he's interesting as well. I didn't say Sam Walsh. <laughs> Did you? Well, a couple off the I knew there was one. No, Sam, he's, he's pretty handy. Yeah, I think Sam Walsh is ahead of Paddy Dow. They live together, actually. Uh, Shaq is interesting because they're now 
got tools all over the place, forwards and backs. There's no spot for him at the Bulldogs. Is no, there? there's probably not. Uh, but again, a high draft pick. There'll be there'll be clubs who have some interest in him. So I think I think Dow's got more uh, leeway or a bit more rope with with other clubs, particularly when you haven't been. You know, Shaky's been at two clubs now. Um, yeah, but I mean, Shaky at one ninety eight, a nice shot, uh, a good kick for goal. Can can add an absolute pinch going to the ruck. Is he competitive enough? Well, I mean, of course, that's that's the query or that's the knock. If you know, if you want to want to uh, you want to knock him, that would be it. So, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's important. I don't know what his contractual situation is, but uh, yeah, crucial times for both. But uh, I think I'm trying to think of. So I think Dow, I think Dow would fit at Adelaide. They've got a lot of. Uh, midfielders who I don't see as uh, explosive or mm. with a lot of burst, nah. he's got a bit of that about him. Uh, I think I think he could. I think he could. I think he could fit in at Brisbane. Now he's got to improve, but for what they have, Lions not a not a great runner. I think McCluggage is better on the outside coming in. Berry's maybe found a role as a as a run with guy, but he's not a. He doesn't have burst. So mm. oh, I, I I think he could run through the competition and. And find a spot for him at, at maybe half a dozen clubs, but he no doubt he's at a he's at a cross, he's at a a T intersection in mm. his career for sure. Yeah, five years in, that's a fair stint so far. Just a quick uh, update: the Shield scores. Uh, I know you'll be very excited about this, JJ. Victoria again, six for one hundred and eighty. The Vicks. Marcus Harris made eighty five. Will Sutherland currently forty seven. Not out. If you're just joining us, Will Bukowski playing. Unfortunately, made a duck. Uh, fourth ball, uh, bold Conway caught Alex Carey, the Australian wicketkeeper. Tim Payne made just six uh, in his comeback for Tassie. They were skittled uh, by the Bulls for 147. Now, we played a grab from Griffin Logue before, just talking about his discussions with Alistair Clark. So there's another grab here. Have a listen to this. This, mm. this uh, was j- just, just quickly before we do, Paddy Dow went to school where? Swan Hill, didn't he? No, no. He went. To, he took a scholarship and went to Geelong Grammar. Did he? Yeah. Let me bring him down to the Cats. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's far short. I didn't know you were into the school thing and where where everyone went to school. No, well, because he is from Swan Hill, I knew that. Otherwise, oh, I could care less about the APS. No, I was going to say, I didn't think that was your go. Let's have a listen to... Uh, I'm glad you interrupted me for that. Uh, Sorry. Let's, let's get here from Griffin Logue. And what is it about North Melbourne that appeals to you? Oh yeah, plenty. I mean, um, obviously a great spot um, in, in the town, and I grew up in WA, so it's a lot, a lot different to, to there. And um, good group of guys, and the history of the club, and and where it's situated, just really appeals to me. And yeah, opportunity to really work with a uh, well-established coach and um, someone I can get along with. It's a good part of town. What's wrong with that, Willem? <laughs> North Melbourne's a great spot. Uh, I've spent plenty of time in Kensington. I agree. It is a great part yeah, of town. It is a good part. Uh, Willem didn't like uh, it. Obviously, he doesn't like the uh, doesn't those like inner North sort of suburbs. Yeah I, I, yeah, I can't see. The only potential hurdle will be what he said about the coach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, that, that is a little more serious. Oh, it's much more serious, but uh, yeah. I mean, he's committed now, but you, you, you wonder how he may feel and what that look might look like if you do really you know, commit yourself on the back of a specific person and that person's no longer there, what that looks like. So, uh, but again, the, 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 uh, 
the inquiry needs to, to, to run its course. Yeah, take its time. People mm. talking about it needs to be quick. No, it doesn't. It just has to be done properly. It has to be accurate and it has to get to the bottom of what allegedly uh, happened. You can join us on the open line anytime for Chemist Warehouse, INC Sports Nutrition. Powering tomorrow today, available from Chemist Warehouse. Now, I've just seen Damien Barrett has said that he still believes that Lockie Whitfield might be gettable. Why hasn't there been some heavily pursuing of Lockie Whitfield? Uh, there's five years to go on a deal mm-hmm. at around a milli. Yeah. Are you taking that on? Uh, now, now it's, it's don't, take on. not a criticism of the player. No, it's not his fault. Again, we've said it all along. Would you take Lockie Whitfield for five years at 500,000? Yes. Would you take Lockie Whitfield for five years at a million? Can it be 800? Would, no, it's, it's a million. <laughs> he's owed I, a million. I think he'd be a perfect player for Essendon. Well, he's owed a million. They've got plenty of room in the cap. So you, you, you kind of made my point for me. Yeah? Mm. Lockie Whitfield, five years at a million. Uh, Lockie Whitfield, five years at 500. Oh, yeah, I'm in. That's The player hasn't changed. His skill set doesn't change. But how much you want him changes based on how much he gets paid. So, I, 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 yeah, I, I'd imagine. And, and if you're GWS, I can't, I can't see why you would be uh, keen to pay a portion of his contract to play elsewhere. You're not looking to offload him. No. Unless you're getting an absolute, uh, unless you get an absolute hand. Mm, coming the other way. Coming the other way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, five years to go. I think it's five years to go. Is he a superstar, do you think? Uh, no, I don't think he's a superstar. He's a he's a he's a he's he's elite at his position, but I I don't know that he's a superstar. Is he? Is he? I wouldn't say he's a superstar. He's got superstar traits. Is he? It, what is his best position? Is it uh, off the halfback? Yeah, or is I it, think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, twenty twenty seven. Hard running. Uh, yeah, hard running, creative halfback. Yeah, that's 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 where I'd have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's his best best spot. Little play on the wing if you want. I'd say he'd be good. I don't. He probably has played this role. He'd be good as the extra coming up as a starting as a half forward coming up as the extra around the ball. He'd be good in that role. Like Sam Walsh does. Yeah, like mm. uh, Lipinski does for mm-hmm. Collingwood. Like uh, Tyson Stengel does every now and then for the Cats. Like a lot of clubs have that extra mid who comes up and plays around the ball. He'd be all right at that. Bit of news out of uh, Collingwood too. Paddy Lipinski and Braden Maynard having shoulder reconstructions. Ooh. Carried injuries late in the year. Maynard was pretty banged up uh, by the end of the year. Seemed to hurt that groin in that semi-final against uh, Frio. Uh, and uh, now he needs a shoulder reconstruction, as does uh, Paddy Lipinski. Now, Caulfield Guineas Day yes. this weekend, but also it is Hamilton Cup Day is on Saturday. Yeah, and well, off the bench has a marquee. Hosted by Liam Pickering and Adam Cooney. Yes, I heard about. Did you get a word in with those two? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No. Think. So enjoy the ultimate country racing experience in the all-inclusive off-the-bench marquee. 120 bucks includes race course admission, Bargain. race book, finger food, 12 drink cards per person, oh, live music, access to the after party with live music and cash bar. The after party. That's right. So just wow. go to Country Racing to book your tickets and have a great day out there at Hamilton with Liam Pickering and Adam Cooney. Arguably better than a day at yeah, the big time. Better than uh, country, country racing Cup, magnificent. Country Cup on a nice sunny day, arguably better than. What's your favourite country race course? Swan Hill. Oh, just, you just take Swan Hill out of it because it's your. Come home. from Maui. Yarra Valley.
Yeah, Yarrabelli's magnificent. Beautiful. Absolutely. Happy with that? Yeah, absolutely. I like Kilmore, but it's a bit chilly. Sale's not bad. <laughs> Where? Sale. Nah, oh, Melbourne stops at the tunnel for me. Oh, oh Victoria stops at the tunnel. <laughs> so, what do you mean it stops at the tunnel? Well, and there's nothing on the other side of the tunnel. But, you know, Richmond and all that side, that's not Melbourne. I just don't pay any attention. <laughs> Richmond's not Melbourne. Nah. What is wrong with you? You know, all the east, all that southeastern. Nah. I want to hear about it. Gee, you're a lousy bloke. <laughs> it's just not my area, Rob. <laughs> I like. Don't you start, Rod. You don't even go over the Westgate, mate. <laughs> oh. You don't even. You don't even rate the western suburbs. I like. You people are so sheltered. You know, Mooney Ponds and that area. That's just. It's all right. Get out and see and things, Geelong. you people. <laughs> uh, let's get some sense because uh, a good mate, Brett from St Albans, has called in. Hello, Shags. Yeah, hey, how you going, Shags? You oh, right? How are you? You you wouldn't be yeah. the sort of person yeah. that just restricts yourself to certain suburbs of Melbourne. Nah, no way, no, mate. You've got to get nah, out and have a look. Nah, nah. nah. I don't. Know. I actually don't know what out, outside of Snorbs looks like. <laughs> but uh, JJ could tell. What, what's it like out there, JJ, in the big wide world, mate? Well, I live in Geelong. Hey? I'm from You've a been... I'm from a country town, mate. Yeah. So, uh, well, you said you were down in Kensington, mate. You've been down in Kensington, like, roaming the streets. I said I like the look of Kensington on the way through to Geelong. Out, out the old Geelong Road. I'll go for dinner in Kensington. Kensington tonight. It's a great yeah. spot. Oh, yeah. Which uh, way do you go home to, to Geelong, JJ? You don't go over the uh, through the Burnley Tunnel? I can't stand the tunnel. No, the tunnel's, nah. tunnel's a pain in the bum. Nah. Uh, what do you got for Scary us today, mate? There. Something re North Melbourne? Uh, yeah, firstly... There's no way, JJ, listen, mate. There's no way Alex Keith is only four centimetres shorter than Sam Jacobs. I've stood next to that bloke. He's a beast, mate. He can't be 200 centimetres, Alex Keith. No I, way. I know, mate. Oh, that's that's no. what I said. Yeah, I know. That's, exactly. That's lie. exactly right. <laughs> if he's 200, Sam Jacobs is 218. Yeah, they're liars, mate. Is, Don't trust the players. Mate, fair dinkum. Now, listen, positional changes. I've got one for a player that was you know, drafted for, to play in this position, but he shifted down back for North. And that's Aiden Bonner. I reckon he'd be a pretty decent big-bodied mid that they don't have at the moment. I know they've got Cunnington, but I don't know. I don't know how he's going with his, uh, you know, the progress. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what he was drafted at, right? Davies Uniac's not small. No, he's not. But he's a different player to what Bonner would be. He's more of a you know, burst out of the stoppage type player and use his sidestep, isn't he, JJ? Yeah, he is. Hey? He is. No, that, yeah. I, I like, I, I think Bonner needs to, he definitely needs to establish himself somewhere. So I like that call, Brett. Yeah, I like it. But, um, yeah, yeah, it takes more than, we are, we do, we do fall in love with, ah, oh, big body, got to be a big body mid. It, it, you know, let's give the position a bit more respect. <laughs> it is hard to, it's hard to do. Is it a bit overrated? Big body mid. Yeah. Or Lockie Neal would, would think so. That's what I'm saying. Like Some of the best clearance players in the competition yeah. are not actually massive bodies. Dylan Shield was the number one centre clearance player in the comp this year. Was he? He's not a big body. Gone the sash. Libba? Uh, Libba's not big. She's the, uh, she's taken some heat for the... Uh... So you should. <laughs> oh, just, you know, you don't have to take yourselves too seriously. Uh... The North, turn it up. Yeah, Flemington and Mooney Valley in the West, nothing else. What does Sale have to do with Melbourne, JJ? It's three hours away. What a Rod got a girlfriend yet. Update, please, says Michael. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, boy. Uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, taking a bit of heat for the uh, 
the uh, location shaming, but that's all right. Yeah, they're moving in the right direction, mate. They're, um, yeah, Righty and, and Mackie, Andrew Mackie are in discussions and, um, yeah, we're pretty hopeful something gets done and there's a long way to go now before the end of the trade period. There's still a week to go, isn't there? Like six days, six days to go. So there's a bit to play out. So we're, yeah, pretty hopeful it gets done. Uh, he's a Geelong boy, as we all know. He's got super, you know, close ties to his his family and, and his tight support network down there and obviously his brother playing at Geelong is is a big draw for him as well. Um, and, it, yeah, it, it, it's more you know, nothing on the pies. The pies, you know, didn't do anything wrong or anything like that. It's more about Ollie getting the most out of himself in, in the right environment. And, um, yeah, he feels that going back to Geelong, he'll be able to do that. Yeah, we didn't have a concrete answer really until after the grand final. He was sort of sitting on it for, for a fair bit and um, understood he didn't need to make that call. And, and once the cats were in the granny, he probably just wanted to let Jack have his moment and let the cats, you know, do their thing. But, yeah, probably the, the week after we sat down with him and had pretty strong conversations to say, mate, look, we need to come to a decision and, and we need to get moving on it. So, yeah, it was probably a few days after that, to be honest. How close is he with Jack? Mate, they're super close. Their family yeah. is, um, yeah, super tight. Um, got a brother, Tom, as well, who they're all, yeah, every time you go down there, you, you pop in their house for a feed and, and the whole gang's there. <laughs> and it's, it's a really tight-knit family, mate. They are. They're super close. Um, so yeah, and you see, you see the Guthrie boys and what they're able to do. Yep. And, you know, you see the Dacos boys, obviously the, the brotherhood there. And, um, I think that'd be good for them. So that was Tom McConnell, the manager of Ollie Henry on trade radio this morning. What do you think when you hear about all that? The family stuff. It's 40 minutes from where he's playing. Oh, uh, 50, 55. Oh, sorry. Uh, Isn't it more to do with he was probably lowballed a little bit with his offer? Is that that surely that's well, got something to do with it? Yeah, but I mean, don't expect his manager to come out and say that, do you? No, but I mean, Collingwood's a good environment. He's played some good senior footy there. I know he lost his spot towards the end of the year. Mm, yeah, I, true. I was Collingwood, I'd be disappointed. I'd yeah, be disappointed yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, as a Collingwood yeah. supporter, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. Henry wants to go yeah. after two years. Yep, absolutely. Do, do that? Uh, yeah. Do they do that deal, Collingwood? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, that's one you, you probably have, yeah, you might have a really strong view on what you think he's worth. And if you don't get what he's worth, you might consider doing a Josh Dunkley and saying, we're going to keep on, we're going to keep hold of you. And uh, we're confident that's you, that we'll be able to, 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 uh, make you happy, keep you happy. And 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 they've got no doubt they think he can develop and will develop into an important part of their forward line. So now the suggestion is on Trade Radio that uh, the initial offer from Geelong is pick thirty eight for Ollie Henry. Well, that's oh, not going to get it done. Geez. He was pick seventeen two years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I imagine that won't. That ain't going to get it done. And uh, the Jack Bowes deal. So the suggestion from Ryan Daniels, Channel Seven over in Perth, is that a future second round will be traded to the Gold Coast. That for the AFL to tick that deal off. Uh, that has to be part of the trade. So oh. just a bit of an update on how that one uh, might work out. Now, you must be excited about Saturday, Caulfield Guineas. Yes, yeah. New experience for you going out that side of yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Where's Caulfield? What direction? That's uh, sort of southeast. Oh, is it? Have you been to Caulfield oh, Race I Course before? Show from, might do the show from the studio. Have you then. been to Caulfield Race Course I have. Before? I have. So you do know. So hang on. You said you didn't know it ex- that part of the Melbourne existed. No, I mean. But you've been to the I races the others, there. I meant sort of through the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> They're dark for a reason. It's very good. There's nothing out, Inks tempers there's nothing out the other his... side. Goodness me. <laughs> let's get to, uh, let's hope Damien in Ferntree Gully can talk some more. Now, Ferntree Gully, I have, that is southeast. I that have, is 
a beautiful part of the I world. I have no idea where Fern Tree Gully is, but I'm sure it's a nice part of the world, and I'm sure Damien's going to kindly... At the foothills of the Dandenong Ranges. Damien is going to kindly, Damien... Your former captain, Rory Sloan, is from Upway, which is two suburbs I knew from that. Fern Tree Gully. Kindly, Damien, uh, <laughs> alert me to the fact that Fern Tree Gully is in the southeast and is a very nice place. Hello, Damien. Hey, boys. It's not the southeast. It's the east. Oh, jeez. Southeast is south of, anywhere south of the freeway, that's the southeast. You can keep that, but you've made a lot of very influential enemies, Josh, Have with I? the east. That's right. That's God's that's country that's out there. Exactly. The foothills of the Dinos. Golly, the state comes from out there. I do, Belgrave South. Thank you very oh, much. Do you? Absolutely. Puffing oh. Billy territory. Oh, is that the influential enemy you were speaking of? Because I was starting to get a bit nervous. Yeah, who else is from P- Belgrave South? You know who lives in Belgrave South? No, I don't Peter know. Peter Moody. No, anyone who Black lives Caviar in Belgrave South. Black Caviar used to rest out there in the paddock. No, anyone. Well, Glenn Maxwell, the big show from Belgrave South. Cricketer. <laughs> what do you got for us, Damo? Well, that was what I was going to say. Yesterday it was uh, baseball. He's having to go at the East today and cricket. Is everything all right at home, Josh? Is everything <laughs> wow. okay? It's <laughs> an interesting question. Funny you should ask, Damo. No, no, all well, all, all well at home. I'm just logging... Logging some uh, long hours here with uh, Andy sick and Jules is off doing Dwayne's show. So Gazy's off at the World Champs. Rob's just asleep out the back. So only constant around here. I'm tonguing. But what I like about you is there's no grey area. With you. you either like something oh, I mean, or you don't like it. And that's good. It's all a bit of fun. I mean, we don't have to take ourselves too seriously, do we? And Damien didn't. He no. Was, you know, he got... Yeah, that was it from Damien. Yeah, no, that's well, all right. And Mitch Scott's just texting. He's from Baronia. Who? East. Mitch. Mitch. He's not happy oh. with you either. Damien Hardwick from oh, Upway. Well, three-time premiership coach. So everyone from out on the, uh, Very da- successful the dark people. side of the tunnels is going to ring in and, and tell us how yes, upset they are. I think they should. Now, this well, is well, Sam from Keelor Downs is not on that side, but he's given us a call. G'day, Sam. Yeah, yeah, Julian and Josh. Look, uh I'm a Collingwood supporter, and I don't buy for one second what Tom McConville has said about Ollie Henry. Mm-hmm. Now, he identified that Ollie Henry's brother plays at Geelong, and Ollie Henry, been, uh, his brother would have been in his ear months ago, and so has Geelong. That's why he's come up with an unrealistic price, probably prompted by Geelong, because he wants to get to Geelong and Geelong want him. If I was Collingwood, I'd rather see Ollie Henry go into the draft and we get absolutely nothing. I'll mm. be playing as hard ball as I possibly can with Ollie Henry. If you want to go to Geelong, then Geelong, uh, and that includes his manager, you give us something back in return uh, for Ollie Henry. Yeah, well, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that, Sam. I think I think Collingwood might play hardball on this one and and uh, stand their ground because uh, yeah, I, yeah, it is. It, it's it's one of the more interesting uh, trades that uh, that's up in the air, mm. I, I, I suppose, because yeah, you know, this is one where you can probably mount a strong case that you can hang on to him, and uh, I, I definitely wouldn't be going down the path of just. Making him go in the draft. Nah, or... don't don't cut off your nose to spite your yeah, face. Yeah, you you are you're only yeah you might you might uh, annoy him and you might make life di- more difficult for Geelong or whatever. But what you are doing is giving away an asset. Yep, and a valuable one at that. So yeah, that this is yeah the Ollie Henry ones. 
one of great interest mm. moving forward. Uh, good call there, Sam. Call of the day. I'm going to give that to you. I think it was a nice, strong point for CB Co. Brewing, brewing beer for Australian tastes since 2004. Let's get to April Austin in the newsroom for the final time. Thank you, April. Uh, you're not a big give me world. A hell yeah. Yes, hell yeah, indeed. Uh, you're not a big world game man, are you? Uh, it's no, I lo- no, I like uh, Erling. Haaland. Yes, another two goals this morning. Unbelievable. Nineteen goals in twelve games for Manchester Would it City. Be... Twenty-eight goals in twenty-two games in the Champions League in his career. Now, even I know that's an unbelievable. It's a historical strike rate. Unbelievable, unbelievable player. Uh, Five 0 victory for City this morning. Uh, Ange Postecoglou, Celtic. Went down 3-1. So, as expected, it's pretty tough for Celtic if, uh, in the Champions League. We had Homicide. Corey Homicide-Williams yes. uh, in the in the house yesterday. Illawarra and South East Melbourne Phoenix tonight. I'm going to speak to Kyle Adam on the show tomorrow. Wild Kyle. That's a good thing about uh, NBL clubs, isn't it? Versus <laughs> if that was an AFL club uh, and say the Phoenix lost, you probably wouldn't have access to an AFL player off the back of a loss, would you? Not often. No, Typically, no. You probably no, no. Get a we don't. From we the don't. Winning we team. don't lose very well. We in don't NFL want the football. Phoenix to lose, but uh, tough uh, game. Yeah, it will be a tough game. Uh, mm. Well, the Hawks are favourites, so it will be a tough game. Um, Matty Redell's going after the Cats at the moment. Oh, on we're seeing that. So he it's a couple of days in a row now. He wants a. He wants. He wants an audit. He wants full he? disclosure on the books, <laughs> and then he's gone after uh, my man Andrew Mackey. Saying uh, AFL Trade Radio has tweeted this: Geelong have offered pick thirty-eight, which you mentioned before. That is way, way, way unders. Well, it is. And then, well, if it's true, and then he's said they are lowballing for Tanner Braun as well. They want to keep hold of their pick eighteen and the pick seven. Well, that's not going to happen. Matty Rendell's just... They can't keep hold of both of them. It's all over, my they man. They can't Mackie. keep hold of seven, eighteen, and get those three players. Or can they? No, they can't. Ooh. Wouldn't that uh, make a few happy if they uh, did? Really make them. Now, there's a bit of breaking news around uh, Erling Haaland, actually, that Willem out the back. He might be he might be leaving the Premier League. Really? Well, well there's a petition to have him removed from the Too Premier good. League for being a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's suggesting he was made in a lab, yeah, Erling Haaland. Yeah, well, he, he looks like it. They are unbelievable player. He looks like he uh, he looks like he cert- most certainly is. Uh, now this one, I was going to ask you this. I'm glad uh, off the forty wings temper. LB from Ashwood has uh, thrown it up. Good afternoon, gents. Any news, JJ, on your old mate Matty Crouch, or probably still your mate Current Matty mate. Crouch, leaving Current Adelaide? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, his name has not been mentioned. We've had hours and hours and hours of time on trade radio and on. Eleven sixteen, and he—I have hardly heard his name brought mm. up. So, a report today saying he's uh, pondering whether to request a trade in the next few days with interest from three clubs. Uh, so, twenty-seven-year-old has attracted interest from three clubs, and he played eleven games in the seniors uh, this year. We contracted are, at the Crows next year. As an industry, not criticising any one club, probably just as an industry, a generalisation. We are very good uh, at. Focusing on what a player is oh, not we're amazing good at. at it. That's life, rather than not just the footy industry. Rather than what he is good at, because Matt Crouch has has some uh, elite or very close to elite AFL traits, but I think we are all focused on or have been focused on, you know, what he's not good at. Does he kick the ball sideways too much? Does he handball too much? Mm. Does he not necessarily run as well as we'd like? So uh, he's an interesting one. If I'm Matt. I'm on the move, mm. most certainly. I mean, 
If you couldn't, if they weren't playing him last year on the back of the numbers he was putting up in the SANFL, with those young midfielders getting better, how he's mm. is he, he's not going to play? Is there a team year. that's you could, would consider a contender next year that he would fit into? I Sydney. No, I was going to say I, th- I was thinking. I think Josh said earlier near Sydney. The other one was Brisbane, but they're clearly going to be bolstered. Well, they've got Ashcroft the, and Dunkley. Yeah, if they get Dunkley and mm. Ashcroft, and they're going to have Fletcher, who might be uh, nipping around as well. So Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Okay. Yep. Parker's not getting any mm-hmm. younger, nor uh, any of us. It's uh, a very good point. Warner. Why do we always say that? Warner. I'm not getting any younger. That's a fact. Uh, Warner's, <laughs> Warner's not a big guy. No. Matt Crouch is not big, but he can absorb, like he's physical. Yep. And he's very good around the footy. So, yeah, I could see him fitting with Sydney. Don Pike knows him well, so might be a link. Uh, Nathan and Craigie Burns uh, jumped on the line and wants to ask a question about Next Gen Academies. G'day, Nathan. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Um, I've got a question regarding the academy because I'm a Saints man and there's Cam McKenzie, if I'm not wrong, his name is, that's in the draft that's going to be a top 10 pick most likely. Um, what's the point of having a next generation academy and bringing up these young kids when investing so much money into it when you can't even match a bit until the top 40? Why'd they change the rules? Well, I think they changed the rules because it was getting, it was a bit like the father-son rule. It was getting yeah, a bit yeah. ridiculous. Getting superstars. Yeah. For, uh, Jamara Yugal-Hagen was out of the city. NGA. Mm. So I think that's why, you're right, It is uh, his name is Cam McKenzie and the Saints did really well from there. Academy last year with uh, Marcus Windhager. I think that's oh, I, again. There might be some data to tell me that uh, I'm incorrect, but academies. That's there's swings and roundabouts with that as well, isn't there? We had um, we had uh, we had Kinnear Beaton on the show right. a yep. few days ago, mm-hmm. and he spoke about uh, academies aren't just to find the next Isaac Henny. They are. Really important in building the the growth of footy in those in those uh, non traditional footy areas. So, um, yeah, I think they are also just sometimes it works in your favour, and other times it doesn't. Got a good manager, who Robbie Durantio, oh. the young fella. He's all right. <laughs> so his dad Rob was born in South Africa, and his mum Delia was born in Canada before wow. growing up in South Africa. So he's eligible for the Saints. Academy because of the link with South Africa. And he's obviously in their uh, geographical zone. Uh, thanks for your call, Nathan. Now, before the break, Richard Douglas. Yeah, intelligent so I was man, texting him just Intelligent before. young man, is he? Kane Douglas, so I was calling him. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is what he had to say about uh, the potential of the Jason Horn Francis trade. Could you offer up a Jake Saligo in next year's first rounder if you're trying to have a crack at Horn Francis? Uh, you could, but I wouldn't. Jake's okay. will be a better footballer than Jason Horn Francis. Is that right? There you go. Yep. Um, I think uh, they'd be silly if they're not doing a bit of research into Jason. Um, so they'll be putting the feelers out there. But if he wants to get to Port, obviously his stepfather, Fabian Francis, was at Port. There's a link there with the footy club. Um, they probably won't step in his way. But uh, I think they would be a little bit uh, hesitant knowing uh, – what he's been through at North Melbourne, I'm sure they might be a bit gun on that one. It's one to watch over the it years. Saligo just... versus Horn Francis. Oh, I'm just trying to find out where Jake Saligo went to school. 
because I know yeah, my I'm man. Obsessed with the school system. No, today. well, my man Kane Douglas did some work <laughs> at one of the private schools. Sounds like Kirk Douglas. Private schools. Where Jake Saligo is a high pick, was he not? Yeah, he was a first round pick. Can't find his no, name. No, sorry, pick 36. Oh, was he? Mm. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, I... Uh, the yeah, running man. I was man. wondering whether Richard might have done some work with uh, Jake at the, one of the schools. He looked good in a few games, Jake Saligo. He did, he did, but... Uh, yeah, and he may... Look, uh, Richard may, may prove to be absolutely on the money, but I don't think he'd have too many people agreeing with him just yet. No, oh, well... Sometimes you've got to make a big statement. Uh, let's get our final break away. You're listening to The Run Home. Thanks to Railway Building Supplies. Robots got it. And Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. And thanks to our major partner, Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Must be something going on at the Giants. Jimmy Bartell out the back here. He's been on his phone for 15 minutes. There must be something cooking. Mover and shaker. Yeah, he's a mover and shaker, isn't he? Absolutely. He's, uh, Jimmy, now you're asking about Jake Saligo, where he's from. Uh, this is, no, I didn't ask that. Yes, you did. I worked with, no, I I worked with Andrew Saligo, Jake's dad. They lived in Roval. That is in the east of Melbourne, JJ. Oh, right. And he went to the Roval Sports Academy. Or maybe Richie uh, Kane Douglas meant what he said. What's that? Oh, you said, yeah, well. I thought there might have been a little bit of You thought there was a link there, there, right. Uh, Collingwood should play hardball with Ollie Henry. Pick 38 by Geelong is taking their P155. The Pies should request Jack Henry to take it, the P155 back. (laughs) Now, he's got a, there's another brother, isn't there? Yes. Ben. Is it Ben? Tom. Tom. Sorry, Tom. Did he look like the brothers? Well, I well I refer to him as as Ollie for about four (laughs) hours the day after the premise. How'd that go down? He said he gets it all the time, thankfully. Mm. Did he play footy? Is he younger brother or older brother? Oh, we didn't go into too many <laughs> No, you didn't. You couldn't even work out who he was. So I'm, just, I'm not well, surprised. They, they, look, they look incredibly similar. Would it not be better for uh, Ollie Henry's footy to stay at Collingwood? Uh, In the short term? Oh, I don't think it would be too much. I don't think it would be a negative either, either way. It'd be hard to get into that Geelong side. It would. It would. It's not well, that he's in the Collingwood yeah, side. I was going to say it's not easy for him to get into the Collingwood side. So, uh, what we do know and what everyone knows is he's a rare talent, and he will be a very, very good uh, and dangerous forward at AFL level. So, I wonder whether he might even be more than that. Does he remind you of anyone? I mean, he's got a bit of Stevie J qualities about him. Do you reckon? Well, he just makes something out of nothing. Hmm. He's got a. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a little bit of Connor Rosie about him. Early days when mm-hmm. Rosie was strictly a small forward with sort of uh, minimal amount of disposal but maximum impact. Probably a bit better aerially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a, oh, he's a talent. I remember doing a couple of the uh, Collingwood games early in the year and uh game against Hawthorne where he took uh, yeah, in marks the in yeah, a row. that's right. Yep. And he came on. He got dropped not long after and then was the sub. That's and right. Come on and kick four as against, a sub. Against uh, Frio. Yeah, so uh, oh, the talent's undeniable, and Geelong know that, and Collingwood know that. So, yeah, again, that's probably the one. Dunkley's situation Dunkley's situation is interesting for obvious reasons because the Lions have got to find a way to to come up with the picks and, and make sure they've also got the points. But the Ollie Henry one is is unique because he's so uh, – well, he hasn't been in the game for very long, and you can't really pull the old homesickness, can you? When you can, he could live in Geelong no, you and can't play for that. Collingwood no, if he wanted no. to. I mean, he understand if he wants to play with his brother, that's fine. I mean, a lot yeah, of players would like fine. to play with their brother, but it's not a homesickness. It's not a homesickness issue. You, typically, players would say, you know, Horn Francis, homesickness. Mm. 
Well, that's that's a hard it's a hard line to take if you are only fifty minutes away from your home. You could yeah. go home four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he can claim homesickness there. No. Well, there's, there's, here's one. We're talking about he couldn't get in the Collingwood side. Uh, Forty Wings temper. Ollie Henry should replace Hoskin Elliott. But Hoskin mm-hmm. Elliott is played as a wingman. He's a wingman. Yeah, he has. And yeah. he's, played a, he's played that role really well. He has. Yeah. yeah. He's um, not really playing that forward and, role and, anymore. Yeah, I mean, Ollie Henry's spot in the Collingwood side is not going to get any easier. Nathan Kruger was, uh, was mm-hmm. a sub in the finals. And they've, uh, got, Collingwood have got a huge opinion of Nathan Kruger. So that's going to make it even harder again. The stoop coming across is very anti-Geelong. Another yeah, jealous I'll, Melbourne I'll, media yeah, hater. I've noticed no, it all day. That's absolute rubbish. No, nah, I've felt it. I've felt oh, it. Have you? What have I said negative about Geelong? Uh, you're sort of with Randell. You want to see the books. Oh, uh, I, want, I want them to be audited. You do want I? an audit? Uncle what Sam a load of rubbish. That is not true. Nah, I've, I've felt full it. respect for Geelong. I Fantastic footy it. club. I thought with Andy... On the sidelines, it'd be uh, a little less biased. He, well, he doesn't like Geelong either. Carlton. There's been a lot of donning the sash, and there's been a lot of uh, Geelong hate. Oh, that's absolute rubbish, and I couldn't disagree more with 4-4-2. Henry takes a mark here and there. That's it. One trick pony. Oh, that's a bit rough. No, that's, all right. We'll send him to Geelong for <laughs> that's 38. Right. If you don't want him, uh, send him to Geelong. <laughs> What's on? T- you've had a busy week. What's on tonight? Tonight? Yeah, quiet night. I might Anything go, and, on? go and watch the hoops. The uh, Phoenix and Illawarra. Mm. Tipping the Phoenix in an upset. Are you? Didn't like what I saw from Illawarra round one. Who's your early? Who do you like early in the NBL? Have you had to tip Adelaide, it? even though they're in America playing practice games. Well, if they've beaten the Phoenix Suns, they should they win the NBL. Might go home and do some real estate shopping. Real estate Look shopping? Look out east and southeast. Oh, good boy. Good boy. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.